Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. That's only one account. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to give Darren advice on how you do this money thing. Because years and years ago, I went to my bank and I wanted an American Express card. And I'd never had an American, but I wanted a gold American Express card. And so the bank invited me in. The reason they invited me in was because it turned out they were listeners. They wanted to see what it was like. So I had to go there and they they took me out for a few drinks and they gave me the card, which unfortunately came with a £10,000 overdraft. I suddenly realised how easy it was to rack up an overdraft when it's pretend money. It's not like your own money. And so I was renting cars. I was doing all sorts of things. And then gradually managed to get myself straight. So now I'm, I'm... paranoid about saving. It's like, I remember going to pay my phone bill at one time. They said, do you want to pay it all off? I thought, 60 quid. Of course I want to pay it all off. What do you think I'm going to do? Pay it off in bits and pieces. Anyway, money to one side. We don't need to worry about money today. We're more... You had an amp... You had... So you had platinum. I also had platinum, which I thought was going to be quite good. Took it to America. They'd never seen one of the blooming things. And so it was a pointless, you know, I thought that everybody was going to fall over. What you want is a black American Express. Well, no, on second thoughts, you don't want a black American Express card. This is the one that means you can go shopping in Harrods, apparently. They, they, they will open up Harrods for you because they know that you're going to be spending an awful lot of money. Platinum American. You've got no money in his wallet. How can you not have any money in your wallet? Say somebody stops down here and they go, oh, hi, listen, I've got a brand new Rolls Royce Phantom. Give us 100 quid and you can have it. And you what's that for? Waving your money. It's a tenner. You see, I've got... Oh, well, I, I don't tell you what I've got in my wallet. You know me, I'm terrible for things like that. I take the money out, and yet, I, I mean, I'm, I'm careful. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm you've got 74... Oh, I definitely want to go through my wallet. It's like, how many credit cards have we all got? Can, but what's that? How much is that? An American cent. <laughs> Times are really hard at the moment, I think, in the LBC camp. It's ridiculous. How many cards have you all got? Have you all got loads of credit cards? I saw a woman the other day. She opened it up and both sides of the wallet were full of cards. Are you the same? How do you get your tax money? Because I was just saying it's tax money time in July. Do you have to sort of go on a concerted drive? Oh, right. We don't go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you are. Oh, so you're really bad with money. Isn't that funny? I mean, I was. I used to buy everything, you know. I mean, you couldn't stop me buying. If, if I'd had half a bottle of Prosecco, I was on Amazon ordering stuff like that. In fact, it used to be a standing joke here. What's that, they'd say to me downstairs. And I'd go, I've no idea. No idea what it is. It just arrived in because I'd had a momentary lapse. Isn't that funny, though? Some people are really good with I mean, now I'm good, but only because my bank manager looks after it for me and she says, I've put this much money in here and I've transferred this over. <laughs> God, honestly, hopeless. Hopeless, really. It's terrible. You've got no money on you. Yeah, you must. Yeah, you must try harder. How are, are you? You are you not flying somewhere this morning, or where are we up to? Uh, oh, you're staying here for the weekend. What Easter weekend? You want to go back to Scotland for the weekend? Oh right, oh right. Does he have money? <laughs> he has money. Oh thank God for that. Got to take one. He's what? He's a lo- oh, right, well, there you go. Oh, God, he's got loads of money. <laughs> it's always good in a relationship for one person to have the money, isn't it? And, uh, and somebody not to have the money. That's how it works. That's how relationships work. Well, have a nice time in London. <laughs> Must be a nightmare to go out with you. Must be people saying, oh, I think I'll buy that again. What do you want? It's like I went out the other day uh, with a friend of mine and, and he said, oh, I think I'll go and buy I said, what do you want that for? He said, because it's good value. I said, you don't need it. 
You have to ask yourself the question. That's what I do. You know, if I see something and I think, oh, they're nice, all those lights, I can buy those. And somebody said, do you need them? And I go, well, I don't need anything. It's the fact I can afford to do it. Last month, I didn't even spend my allowance. Makes me sound about three, doesn't it, given an allowance. But I was actually quite... She said I was able to put some serious money away because I didn't spend very much. I was quite frugal. Although yesterday, I went to Five Guys. You ever been to Five Guys? It's a burger place. There's one up here. Bloody hell, it's expensive. We had... All I wanted was a double cheeseburger. I don't want any onions, nothing. Just double cheeseburger, portion of chips and a banana milkshake. So we had that twice. But in Five Guys, you get two cups full of chips. Then they fill the bag up with chips. What a stupid, stupid thing to do. We ended up throwing them away. There were enough chips in the cup to suit people of our age, mid-thirties, and then this bag is full of chips. What a dr- You could have given it to the homeless. Dreadful waste of chips. How much was that, though? 38 quid. 38 pounds. I couldn't believe it. I said to his friend of mine, I said, how much? He said, 38. He showed me the receipt. 38 quid. I mean, chips, I think, are a five or a portion. But then they fill the bag. Please don't fill the bags up with chips. That's just stupid. We could have taken our chips and gone to a homeless person and gone, have all these chips. But in the end, they got thrown away. Terrible waste. I got really angry, actually, about that. But that's another story. Uh, but anyway, here we are. It's Good Friday. It's a Christian holiday. You might have forgotten. I'm not, uh, not a Bible basher, but I'm just telling you that's what it is. And it commemorates the crucifixion of Christ and his death at Calvary. And uh, it's also known as Holy Friday, Great Friday or Black Friday. And uh, members of the Christian denominations, Lutheran, Methodist, Eastern Orthodox, Oriental Orthodox, Reformed, all observe Good Friday with fasting and church services. But we've, we've forgotten about that, haven't we? Because we just do Easter eggs. We all got Easter eggs in the office. Which was quite nice. You've got a Maltese's Easter egg out there. Look, look, look on Darren's face. Really? Yeah. Yeah, just behind the news desk... There's some Easter eggs. That, that'll be for us people who work in the wee small hours, which is lovely. So it's a Maltese. Look, bless his heart, honestly. I could do you a little Cadbury's creme egg if you want. I brought some creme eggs in. Oh, he doesn't want a creme. Does he want a, does he want a ham sandwich or something? Oh, right. I feel quite worried for him, really. Are you sure he's eating enough or something? You see, I, know, I feel duty bound that, you know, in, in the... In, does he live on Red Bull? He lives on Red Bull. Actually, I've I've never even drunk a Red Bull. No, I, d- I don't think I'd like it. It's all sugar, actually. It'd be really bad for me. But uh, nevertheless, it's nice to have your company. Thank you for joining me. I was a little bit worried this morning because they were saying, oh, loads of people are going to be going away on holiday and they're going to be going to the airport. So I said, yeah, but they've got to have the radio on. And if you go to the airport, it's going to take you a good hour to get there. There's a bit of a train strike going on on South Western. I think some of the, uh, the Aslef people on a go slow or something like that. But they've said it won't make any uh, difference to your journey. So that's quite nice, isn't it? We should be OK. I should get home. Picked up the car yesterday. It looks lovely. Looks really looks like. What does it do? Bloody rains. <laughs> I was furious. Furious that it rained. I thought, oh, don't rain. But it does. It, it's a beautiful drive. In fact, even the people in the garage say it is a beautiful car. So I might have to keep this one for a year and then uh, and then go for another one. I, I thought about blue. And I'm not sure if I'm a blue car person. I don't like to draw attention to myself in vehicles, as you can well imagine. Uh, Steve, the next uh, episode of Suits is out in America. Can't wait to see what Megan gets up to, says Rogan in Broadstairs. I don't think she's in it now. I think she's been written out. I think she's killed off, isn't she? Oh, spoiler alert. Who cares? Nobody ever saw the blooming thing anyway. I'll tell you what I am a little bit annoyed at. They're having this this wedding uh, where Henry marries Rachel. 
you know, which is lovely. It's going to be in the little town of Windsor, which is full of people sleeping rough in bus shelters, which is OK. But what are they going to do? They're going to spend £30 million putting a ring of steel around the town. So, I mean, why don't they just get married in secret and just go away? Watch it. £30 million quid. Who's paying for that? £30 million. Pounds. What, to make sure somebody doesn't throw something? Or sort of, you know, or God forbid, God forbid, you know, aim something at them. They're going to have marksmen round there. They're going to be lifting up manhole covers. There's going to be a, a screening and search regime. This is for a wedding. This is for a happy time. No, not at all. This is for somebody who might take a pot shot at them. Large items deemed a security risk are banned in the town. They'll have to get rid of all the homeless people. And they're going to be going down. Saying, What's the point? What, how is that a wedding? That's like, you know, sitting there. You know, is she wearing a bulletproof uh, dress or something like that? You know, people could aim guns at her. They do all sorts of things. I've been to the Scotland Yard Museum. It doesn't have to be somebody who looks like a gun. I've seen them built into umbrellas and walking sticks and everything else. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I have got a story that annoyed me so much. I forgot to do it yesterday. I was going to do it yesterday and... Um, and I didn't get round to doing it. And so I thought, I, I, will, I will do it for you today, because it's, it's the sort of story I didn't think I'd ever read on LBC. I really didn't. I really didn't think I was going to read this, this story. If I just tell you the word is humiliated, that's not a secret word for today. This is what the headline of this particular story is. Uh, plus also, uh, Frozen Planet 2 is on the way in 2021. They're hoping that David Attenborough, uh, who is 95, will be around to do it. Um, I don't <laughs> like to hazard a guess actually he will be 95 how old is he now at uh, 2021 ah right okay he's about 92 now and then the two blokes the other day who were 110 each and one of them said when he was asked they always asked don't they journalists also oh, do tell me please what is the secret of uh, of a long life and he said enjoying your job he's, he used to be a farmer and he enjoyed his job and i said that uh, to my driver this morning i said that's that's what you know, you're supposed to do. You're supposed to enjoy your job and you're supposed to enjoy the benefits that it brings. So if you're doing a job where you're earning, you know, a reasonable wage and you're not dependent on anybody, then it's it's fine. You know, if you're dependent on somebody, I spoke to, because um, my driver's got wife and three children, but he went out the other day and he bought mangoes because it was obviously his treat. He loves mangoes. So he bought these mangoes and they're the best mangoes that you can buy. And that was his treat, that was his treat. Something as simple as a mango. Because you know that Paul Cooper's got his fruit and veg shop. And he does mangoes a lot. They'll often have a deal where it's a box of mangoes, which will be either nine or twelve, for about two or three quid. And if you enjoy Matt, and I love mango. I f- in the boot of the car yesterday, I found some dried mango. It's good, isn't it? I was very happy with that. Uh, Ollie Mers is very excited. He's got the nod to play for England in soccer aid. Yawn, yawn, Dullsville, Dullsville. Uh, your Easter bunny in the paper is aged Rianne Sugden. Why don't you just go and find a job, love? Do us all a favour. Disappear off. Take Kelly Brook with you, who's got her boobs out yet again in the paper. Hey, I tell you, you look at old Kelly Brook and your heart skips a beat. Oh, sounds like an Ollie Mers song. But anyway, apparently she's believed to be in Paris. What do you mean believed? Is that just shoddy journalism? Why don't you pick up the uh, the phone and call her mobile? Hello, darling, where are you? As opposed to, she's believed to be in Paris. You know, I mean, what a stupid piece of journalism that turned out to be. Uh, no more hay fever tablets on prescription. Also, the businessman, who's just been found guilty, had a little camera on his shoe for looking up women's skirts. I mean, do you know that that happens a lot on the Japanese underground? 
because they're pushed into trains. Have you ever seen people being pushed into trains on the Japanese subway? Literally, there's a lot, a lot of touching that goes on. Very inappropriate touching. In fact, so much so it's a huge problem over there. Then they discovered all these businessmen with little cameras on their shoe to look up women's skirts. I mean, really? Honestly, absolutely dreadful. Uh, also, the white Easter warning, because it's because it's Good Friday today. And then we had a, a crying Australian. I cry every time I look at you, mate. Apparently, it was when he mentioned his parents, who must be so ashamed of their son. I'm not at all surprised. And then they went, uh, I think that's enough, actually, now. And you think, no, 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 let's watch him crying, shall we? Let's really enjoy the scenario of a cheating Aussie. You know, I just want to say it. just want to get it off my, uh, off my back. Not the first time the Aussies have cheated, actually. They do quite a lot of cheating, don't they? Like trying to pretend in Summer Bay that it's really hot and sunny, whereas, in fact, it's miserable. Horrible freezing cold weather. The sea's ice cold. Nobody likes it. It's awful. But when he started crying, I thought, well, I mean, it's not our doing. It's not our doing. You did that. Mind you, over in Russia, it's all gone a bit pear-shaped. They, they're now going to close the, uh, Austra- the um, American embassy... In Russia, so they'll all have to come back again. Very shortly, uh, Russia will be annexed. There'll be nobody over there. Uh, Putin will be stomping his foot and having a bit of a queenie fit. In the meanwhile, the spy's daughter has come out of her coma and apparently, so we hear, is speaking. This will put the fear of God into the people who perpetrated the crime in the first place. But she might have seen us. And also, had it ever occurred to you, who is the most Russian person in all of this? Boris. Boris Johnson. You won't find anybody more Russian than Boris Johnson. It's a more Russian name than you can ever shake a stick at. Anyway, still to come, the story which breaks my heart to tell you this one, and I'm going to milk it for all it's worth, because I think it's just the most dreadful story. And there's a lot of ashamed people who hopefully might be listening this morning. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, you're pretty nice to be company. Welcome along to Good Friday. I'm trying to sound upbeat and cheerful about Good Friday, only because I know so many of you are on holiday. So many of you are probably driving back down the roads going, my God, it's quiet out here this morning. And then there's loads of other people getting ready to go to the airport. Kids, get come on. We've got a flight to catch at seven o'clock today. Come on, in the car, in the car. Mum, I want to go to the toilet. Come on, get in the car, go to the toilet on the way there. We out the window. Do anything. And, uh, well, I mean, you can't. Well, you probably could, actually, if you put your mind to it. But... It's uh, it's a holiday for a lot of people, and it's a four-day holiday. You get today, tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. I mean, that's not bad, is it? We're here, uh, you know, not for our health. We're here for, for your benefit, and we're here until 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, we've got a couple of clips, because I thought yesterday was Friday. I really thought yesterday was Friday. I spent most of yesterday thinking, it's Friday. I'm sure today's Saturday. And then I thought, because I picked the car up yesterday, and I thought... I must put some petrol in the car. We've got to put some petrol in because it's, it's sort of run down a little bit. And I don't like to let petrol run down. The reason being, you get silt in petrol tanks and that's bad for the jets on the car because I've got... Um, I don't know what they are. Listen, listen, you're asking the wrong person. If you always ask me, you know, what, what litre my car is, I could tell you it's nearly seven litres. That's what I could tell you. But the rest of it, I've got no idea at all. I'm trying to explain to my driver this morning about, you know, the fact the engine is sealed... It's it's sort of it's you you can you can open up the bonnet and you can look and you won't see anything. It's just got a cover over the top of it, which is screwed down all the way around, which is quite nice, actually it makes the car very quiet, but uh, it generates heat and all the rest of it. So, so I, I got it yesterday and it was lovely and then it rained and then I was really fed up with it and, uh, and then managed to do that. Then we go to five guys and it was full of school children, full of how they afford it. I've got no idea. 
They must be on the rob or something. I mean, how else could you afford to eat in there? But what I discovered they do upstairs, they just sit at a table. They're not eating anything. And then they don't put their rubbish away. I felt like saying to them, excuse me, what school are you from? And, and finding out what school they were and complaining about their, uh, you know... I mean, I, they, did, they weren't disruptive or anything like that. They just can't tidy up. So food and drink that they'd taken in, which they eat upstairs... If I'd been running that place, I'd been up there going, excuse me, this is for people who bought food in here. Out, out. But they've got nowhere else to go. They don't have youth clubs anymore. It's not like a Cliff Richard film where, you know, it's, uh, you know, meet you at the dance tonight. That's the only thing we want, really. I've got this story, and I was determined to do it the other day, and I completely forgot about it, because it, it popped up on my phone, and it's the story of a man called Amit Patel. Uh, Amit Patel, uh, and, th- and this actually, I thought, maybe had a bearing on it. He's blind. He's blind. He's been blind since 2012, and he has a, a guide dog. And his guide dog is called Kika. And he gets on a train. Uh, He tried to find something to hold on to because nobody gave their seat up for him. Nobody gave... I think, seriously, I was so shocked by this story the other day. Commuters totally ignored him. Totally ignored him. On a packed train, his guide dog is forced to sit on the floor. Normally he would lie down, but he can't. And he's sliding around all over the place. Then somebody trod on his guide dog's tail. People were barging past him. And I thought, who are these ignorant pigs? Who are these people? He said he walked with his guide dog to the end of the platform to board a southeastern train in the designated disabled section on Tuesday. But despite giving Labrador Kika the verbal command, find a seat, not one passenger moved. You peasants. You absolute filthy peasants. What sort of people are they? 25 journey, 25 minute journey from New Eltham to Waterloo East. He was unable even to find a pole to hang on to. Nobody gave up their seat. What a bunch of scuzz. You really are the lowest of the low. I hope that there is footage of the people sitting there. Do you think they didn't give it up because he looked foreign? Do you think it was that? Or do you think they just went, oh no, who cares? It's a man with a guide dog. You know, the guide dog gets the command, find a seat. And nobody gives one up. Isn't that disgusting? You should feel heartily sick of yourselves. You really should. I mean, there are priority seating cards and badges. People what, people don't give them up, do they? It's like, you know, excuse me, get out of that seat. It's for a disabled person. Get out! But they don't move, do they? The other day, I was... Where was I going? Well, that's right, I was going to go and collect my car. And um, there's a little roundabout. And in this country... I say in this country because it doesn't happen anywhere else. If you have an ambulance or a police car with the blue sirens going, people pull into the side of the road, OK? And you let the ambulance go by. I tell you for why? Because it could be a relative of yours in there and it could be life and death. It's as simple as that. And we do it. You actually go to Austria and you've got an ambulance behind you. Nobody moves. Nobody, they couldn't care less. You could die in the ambulance. It's really awful. And so we're in it. And, of course, people pull into the side of the road except one driver who quite clearly either has never seen blue lights before or he just decided he wasn't. And he sort of crossed in front of the ambulance, forcing the ambulance to... But the driver in the ambulance is hooting. Beep, 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 beep. And this bloke, I wanted to get out of the car and say to him, are you the dumbest person? And I thought maybe he's the one who was on this train to Waterloo East. What sort of people go to Waterloo East? It's dreadful. He's a, he's a former A&E doctor, uh, Amit. I feel heartily ashamed... That a blind person was treated like this on a on a train. They've also got Kika, on Kika's collar. They've got um, 
a camera. They have a camera fitted. And um, there's one here. Last month, he filmed a commuter trying to barge past him on an escalator at London Bridge Tube Station. The angry middle-aged man demanded Mr Patel move his guide dog out of the way. Can you imagine? I mean, seriously. Honestly. You just lose all faith, don't you, really? You really do. But uh, a southeastern spokesman said, uh, we would hope that people use their judgment and give up seats to passengers who may have a greater need. Yeah, well, think again, laughing boy, because it doesn't work like that. You actually get on a bus, you know, and I, I get on a bus in the morning to go back from Richmond to Twickenham because it's easy, because it's a bit of a long walk, even though I miss Brian at the station. And you sort of th- think to yourself, I'll get on the bus. It's full of school kids. They won't give up their seat for anybody. There could be an elderly person swinging around on a, on a, a pole in front of them. They wouldn't move. You feel like saying to it, excuse me, get out the seat. This is for an elderly person. It really is. People just don't even understand the signs. It's like, you know, you get in the quiet carriage on the train or whatever they call it now. There'll be somebody on the phone and you go, oi. I always do, I'm sorry, I always do that. So if ever you hear, oi, or shh, I do that a lot. You know, and I point to it like, are you stupid? Is, look, look, we've drawn a little picture for you, for you stupid people. Oh, blimey, honestly. What's going on here? What is going on? But uh, anyway, so poor Mr Patel. I feel very sorry for you, Amit. I think that's disgraceful. And if you use that service on a regular basis, I hope that some of the commuters might actually go, this is a blind person, get your ass off that seat. OK? It's like somebody, I passed somebody the other day, uh, and they had their feet on the seat. Dirty, filthy feet, peasants. Oh, honestly. Oh, honestly. Oh, God, where do we go? Where do we go? Hot cross buns. Because uh, apparently they're doing all sorts of things now. Hot cross bacon butty. Hot cross French toast. Hot cross cheese toasted. Just remember, the calories in these things is astronomical. Don't eat them. Don't eat them, but they do look quite nice. Hot cross ice cream sandwich. Oh, I like the sound of that. I could eat a hot cross ice cream sandwich. That that would appeal to me. Chocolate hot cross pudding. Hot cross bun burger. Hot cross tiramisu. And boiled egg and hot cross soldiers. Oh, no, you can't do that. Can you? Can you do that? Can you do eggy soldiers made out of hot cross buns? I do hope not. I do hope not. 28 minutes past four. I'm only telling you the time. I have have no interest in the time because it's the bank holiday and because some of you will be still lying in bed and still thinking to themselves, well, I'll get up in a minute. They think, what's the point? No point in getting up, is there? No, what what have you got to get up for? You don't have to go to work. Or have you got to go to work? You have to go to work. But if you don't have to go to work, why why bother getting up? You lie. Go on, you enjoy it. You enjoy it. Snuggle up to... Well, maybe not. But, uh, you know, that hanky-panky. Uh, 84850. Well said, Mr Allen. What does sustain a civilised society other than respect? I find that absolutely... I'm, seriously, I'm, I'm so... I would love to produce a film crew on that train and start going, excuse me, why are you not giving up your seat to a man here? He's blind. He's blind. I tell you what, you know, why don't you go blind for a few years and see how you cope on the train? You know, and shame them. Absolutely shame people. Disgusting peasants, honestly. Oh, dear. One of my unfulfilled ambitions, says David, is to run through Harrods screaming Primark. I don't think that would work very well, actually. I'll tell you what I do enjoy. You must go. It, it, it's worth it for the experience. You go through Harrods, and I thought, when did we do it? We did it on a Sunday about six months ago. And in the, um, uh, in the makeup hall, they've got all these very tall, young, effete men 
with uh, with spray samples. There's loads. It's like you're running the gauntlet of you know. To, if you're remotely unattractive, you can imagine how I feel, can't you? If you're remotely unattractive, you go through the Harrods thing, and there's all these slim feet men who've quite clearly got makeup on and everything else, and it's all very sweet. And they've got their their sort of testers, and you think, my God, honestly, if only I was good looking. You imagine good looking and talented. God. That's something that'll never affect Arge, will it, really? Uh, anyway, uh, Steve, what is it with people? I often give my seat up. You can't explain the good you feel in helping the less fortunate. I just don't understand why a man with a guide dog, and there's nothing for him to hang on to, and nobody gives up their seat. I mean, that really... I mean, where is the video footage of that? Show it back on the television. Get Victoria Derbyshire to show you the way that uh, some people are treated. Blind people. You know, that's irrespective of the other disabled people. I saw someone... Oh, I got really angry the other day. I'm sorry. sorry to burden you with this. But I go to Waitrose to go and pick up a few little bits and pieces, my, my milk, and a woman gets out of a car with, with, with a young kiddie and they run round the side of the car. What does she do? Produces a disabled badge and sticks it in the front of the windscreen. I wanted to say, excuse me, what is your disability, love? I don't want to be rude about it, but uh, it didn't look disabled to me. I thought the idea of being disabled... And this is where we get people go. oh, of course, it might not be a visible thing. You're supposed to not be able to walk so many yards. That's the criteria for getting it. She was running. That's not a disability. That's not a disability. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 25 to 5. Who cares? Who cares? It's Good Friday. Uh, it's either a Christian holiday or it's the kids getting Easter eggs. That's all I can tell you. There is no uh, halfway on this one at all. In Manchester, if you have a concessionary or disabled bus pass and it doesn't register on the card read, you have to pay full fare, even though you have a card with your photo on it and valid expiry date, says Ian. This, this woman was perfectly able, as far as I'm concerned, perfectly able. She's obviously using one of her parents' disabled things, so she doesn't have to pay. So, in other words, as far as I'm concerned, she's bent as simple as that. Uh, Judith says, when I read that story about the blind man this morning, I was also reduced to tears, and I just knew you'd read it out. I couldn't... I seriously... I wish I'd been on the blooming train. I'd have shamed them, I tell you. I'd have shamed them. It's so disgusting. It really is. that they would. You feel like saying, excuse me, there's a blind person here with a dog. Is there anybody who's going to give their seat up or you're going to sit there staring into the blooming distance? Dreadful, it really is. I tell you, if you produced a camera crew, they'd be hiding their faces and shameful... Oh, shameful people. Shameful. Uh, I've just made my 5,000th hot cross bun in the last two weeks, says Pauline Cromer. It's fair to say I'm sick of them now. Not at all surprised. I was fairly sick of them before. They'll, they'll be reduced when they can't get much cheaper, can they? They're very cheap hot cross buns. It's just that they are... I feel, I feel a bit fat even thinking about them, so I'm trying not to think. Apparently, the passengers were complaining about the, you know, holding up the queue. I mean, isn't it just... We've got no, no time for anybody nowadays, have we? Absolutely no time at all. Dreadful. Are banks open Good Friday? Of course not, Scott. Don't be so ridiculous. Why would they be open? It's a holiday. It's a bank holiday. B-A-N-K. bit like you. B-A-N-K. You know? And, uh, no, that's why they've got cash machines. You put your card in, or probably not in your case, but you put your card in, you go beep, 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 and then it gives you money. That's the theory behind it. Darren, of course, probably puts his card in and it goes, we're keeping it. (laughs) Poor old Darren, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be open Saturday morning if you can't last. If you didn't think about it, it only occurs every year, so don't worry. Where do we get these people? Why are other banks open on Good Friday? Yeah, everything's open as normal today. Yeah, you can go out there. The only place that'll be closed will be churches, Okay, They don't want you in there. Unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, another one here says, I was convinced yesterday it was Friday too, says Kim. I know, it's it's sort of, you know, um, 
I don't know why I thought yesterday was Friday. It was just one of those odd days because we I did quite a lot, actually. Yes, I did Costco, picked up the car, uh, went to Waitrose, got some milk, went to get my tablets from the car. I seemed to do loads of things. So when I eventually got home, feeling very full after five guys, I just wanted to sit down. But then I had some phone calls to make. I've got phone calls that I make every single day. And... Um, and then I found a case of water that I'd forgotten I had in the car, which was very good. <laughs> Only little little bottles, but enough. I just keep them in the fridge so they're ice cold because uh, my fridge is working overtime. Picks up some more milk from Waitrose. And then I thought, oh, tomorrow's Good Friday. What do we do on Good Friday? You go to fun fairs. I think the fun fairs will be open. I would think later on today. I'm not totally convinced, but they uh, they might be probably by about 12 o'clock-ish. So, so don't go any earlier. They don't open early in the morning. And let's keep our fingers crossed in London that we don't get any rain. But I have a sneaking feeling we're going to be deluged with the watery stuff. It was it rained yesterday. And it was funny, actually, because I went sort of when we were going to Richmond, we went through torrential rain and then it dried up a bit and then we got a dry bit and then we got sunshine. And it, it went from being quite nice to actually being a little bit chilly, which wasn't very good. Peter Kay yesterday came out and made a statement, basically said nothing. I didn't learn anything new apart from the fact he's got another date booked in. Uh, the tickets went on sale and it's his car thing and all the rest of it. And he just says, help me cure killer disease, new bid to raise money for charity. Uh, Peter Kay is worth millions, I would think. I would think it would be a very fair assumption. I read something the other day, actually. It was ever so funny. It was, um, what was it? Oh, they were doing the testicular cancer and Victoria Derbyshire and Colleen... Nolan got their uh, boobs out for people. Apparently that makes people feel better and it's great. It's wonderful. And uh, and then we had the blokes. And it was all the sort of blokes who sort of don't mind getting their willies out. So that would be Jeff. And it would be Arge because he's done it online. And it would be Jeremy O'Connell because he's also done it online. It's, it's sort of people who aren't particularly embarrassed about their, their willies or anything else like that. And then strangely enough, a friend of mine ended up in the front row watching it. God knows why. There were all sorts of people sitting there and they're all going, oh, I'm very scared about doing all this kind of thing. And um, I forget where I was going actually with that conversation. Where was I going with that conversation? Why was I talking about that? Oh, it was because the, um, I think it's been on television or it's going on television tonight. And apparently Victoria Derbyshire was going, oh, I'm very scared about doing it. Well, don't do it then. We had little Arge, that drippy little thing. Was it the women's one was on last... Oh, did you watch the women's one last night? No. It was it was done up in Manchester, apparently, or something. They obviously don't have enough of boobs up there, so they sort of get their boobs out. Poor old Colleen Nolan. I mean, that must have been dreadful. I mean, her carrying two wheelbarrows as well. Not easy. Pushing around the stage. And then we've got the blokes one as well. And um, But it is, it's, it's almost a mindset of people that want to do those sort of things. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of people who... Who, you know, to get, would you like to take, take your clothes off? And Jeff Brazier would go, yeah. But I read a thing, and I can't remember what the answer was now. How much is Jeff Brazier worth? And it was on the internet. And, and I can't remember because I, I saw it. It came up in a in sort of a, a box. And, uh, and I was thinking to myself, how much is Jeff Brazier worth? And I thought, hardly anything. Why would he be worth anything? He hasn't done anything that's warranted earning a lot of money. How, how much does it say? Well, the, the guess that I had would be about... I sh- I'd be very surprised if he's got 50 grand in savings. Very surprised. Because he got nothing out of Jade Goody's thing. All that money went to the tax man. He's never earned huge sums of money. Ever, ever. He's just been... You know, he's just done little gigs here, little gigs there. 250 quid here, 500 quid there. So he then had to give it all up to become a life coach to try and make some money. What does it say? 
7.1 million. What a load of old cobblers. What a load of cobblers. 7.1 million. Yeah, if he had, he'd be living in a better house than he's living in at the moment. God, dear, honestly. 7.1 million. I tell you what, if that's true, I'll eat this entire studio. Even he'd be surprised at reading that one. You're worth seven. It's like, you know, it's like the... Uh, the. Uh, I tell you what, 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 what was it? I tell you, all right, let's actually pick somebody else, shall we? Let's pick somebody else. Uh, who can we pick, actually? Who's the one? Oh, Kelly Brook. How much is Kelly Brook worth? That'll be an interesting one. Let's try and guess on that one. What, what's the betting? It says something like uh, £8 million or something. Of course, it's all codswallop. It really is. There's no way that Jeff Brazier... Is it, what does it say for Kelly Brook? $8 million. Exactly. As if. <laughs> oh, sorry, $10 million. As if. As if. And oh, so, and you might as well do Katie Price, just to add to the hilarity. Oh, no, I tell you what, can we do Daniela Westbrook? What's she worth? That'll be nothing but owes to drug dealers. So, uh, you know, you probably have to include that into it. So what does it say she's worth? I love reading these things. Because somebody just sits down and puts a figure against it. You know, uh, what is it? Oh, she probably doesn't feature on the list, does she? A million dollars, as if. So about £700,000. No chance. No chance. And Katie Price? Katie Price would be worth, oh, I don't know, 40 or £50 million. Pounds at least, oh, she just throws it away. Throws it away. What is it? £40 million. Pounds. Again, lies, lies, and then there's the internet. Because I say, if Jeff Brazier is worth seven million quid, I'll eat this entire studio. There's no chance. He's never done anything that's earned that sort of money. He's just been a little jobbing person. He married Jay Goody. She ended up leaving nothing. The tax man took everything, everything. And um, he's had to become a life coach to try and earn a living. Because the stuff he was doing before was not earning him a living. Not to the standard he needs. 7.1 million, honestly. These bit, the trouble is nobody ever corrects it because they're too embarrassed. That's why Katie Price. Somebody says, have you really got 40 million? If so, why'd you dress like a scarecrow? Why'd you have to go abroad to get cheap cosmetic surgery? Because you haven't got any money. That's how it works now. She might have made a bit of money from the books. It won't be anything like 40 million. Take my word for it. Otherwise, we'd all be retiring. Uh, what else we got? Peter Kay, Care Share. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, there's nothing I can say about Peter Kay because he didn't say anything apart from... You know, he's uh, to stage a charity fundraiser to help find a cure for a rare genetic disease. And that's and that's it. But then why didn't he just do his tour for that? Could he have done the tour for that? Instead, he's got this, this car share thing. Peter Kay's car share uh, episodes will be at the Blackpool Opera House on Saturday, the 7th of April. Tickets on sale Saturday at 9am. Why didn't he just do his tour? That was grossing £40 million. What was it? You know, that's a. Why is that not happening? I don't quite understand that at all. Uh, what have we got here? 96 hour British Easter booze and sport binge, which is great. And that's all people do now, isn't it? Over Easter. Oh, with loads of sports, they so will just sit down and get completely legless. I was speaking to somebody earlier on, and, and they're going to a bottomless party tomorrow. And the bottomless party is uh, you. Um, um, you go there, you pay 20 quid, you can have a breakfast, apparently avocado on toast, about a quid, and, um, and then you can have as much booze as you like in two hours. You've got two hours to drink as much booze. He said so, so people sort of drink themselves into oblivion for two hours and then stagger outside at, at one o'clock. That's like having, you know, it's like, you know, because of the licensing laws in this country, they say... Uh, you know, we, we're sort of going to close the pubs at 11. We're going to ring a bell or something. What's the point? What is the point? Why do people go to pubs? Why do they go there? Uh, Steve, I know why nobody got the word yesterday that you tried to telepathically transmit. In your intro, you said it was one word. It was an English word. 
tsunami, it says it's a borrowed word from the Japanese language. Yes, but it's an English word. You know what it is. I don't do it in Japanese. I do tsunami. OK, and so you understand what it is. And um, another one here it says I was convinced yesterday it was Friday. A lot of people are doing this one. Also, this Sunday, Easter Sunday, coincides with April Fool's Day, which gives me a clue as to the origin of April Fool's Day. Christ resurrected on Easter Sunday and manifested himself to his apostles as if to say, hello, I'm still here. You thought I was dead. But he was. He rose again, didn't he, on the third day. So today was, was crucifixion at Calvary. But of course, people forget that. People aren't, aren't interested. And that was the preferred method. It wasn't just exclusively for him. It was for everybody. In fact, he had two thieves, I think, uh, one either side of him. And, uh, and the, the method of, uh, of dying is asphyxiation. You die of asphyxiation. That's what you die of. You die of you're not, you're not able to breathe with crucifixion. You, you don't die of the nails going through your hand. You die of uh, asphyxiation. And to make it worse for him, they put the little block under his feet. And that makes it even worse. That, that sort of prolongs the agony because what you're doing is standing on tiptoe and you, you, you actually try holding on to some bars and trying to breathe. After a while, you can't. You can't breathe because you can't lift yourself up. You don't have the energy for it. So it's asphyxiation. You don't die of, um, of being uh, executed on the cross. And that's it. But nobody, as I say, if you're not particularly religious, you probably couldn't care less about that. Which is a shame, really, isn't it? Well, I think so. Anyway, uh, another one here says, I thought of you yesterday. There was a bit on Granada Reports on somebody who collects vacuum cleaners. Yeah, we've done this one. We've done that one, Dorney. We did that when it was out. Um, you say Kelly Brook has her boobs out again, says Jay. The question is, does she ever put them away? No. No, but you can't have a conversation with her. She's not the brightest penny in the box. She's a bit sort of simple, really. And also uh, on... Wait a minute. I'm going to try and get this one here. So do you remember the alcohol drink Party Sevens? Party Sevens. I thought it was revolting. It was a big tin, wasn't it? Party Seven. Yeah. yeah. I can remember going into a chemist, a high street chemist, and you could buy this kit, a beer-making kit. They had a special section, beer-making kit, wine-making kit. You could go out there and collect brambles and things like that and make wine or do your beer, which a lot of people did because it was, uh, it was a way of saving money. Uh, Sandra says, I see Anita Harris and other celebrities on television from next Tuesday in Last Laugh in Vegas. Yes, I've seen uh, clips from it. Looks good, actually. Looks quite good. Uh, whether it'll work, I don't I don't know. But it, it'll be people over there, so uh, good for her anyway. Locked into the spike, it's going to snow again. What's going wrong with the weather, says Wash. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Uh, another one here says, uh, last year my husband announced, completely out of the blue, he was leaving me. Oh, riveting. That's what you need, isn't it? That's what you need nowadays. It says, being paralysed, I was dependent on him for many daily functions, with several determined chins, lots of good friends. And you, Steve, you got me to the point where today... I think I'm independent enough to stay in my house with my beloved pets. So add my name to the spikers. You got me through the list. You're my companion, my reward, my comfort and my bringer of many, 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 many laughs. <laughs> I like that idea. Many, many, many laughs. So uh, good for you. Good for you. And that's Becky and Abbots Morton in deepest, darkest Worcestershire. Worcestershire. It sounds lovely, doesn't it? I, was, I told you I was looking at these pictures in the paper and I kept thinking, do you know, we don't, we don't go out enough in this uh, countryside. If you are housebound and you are paralysed and you're in there and you rely on people, you know, I can imagine what it must be like. I say I can imagine because I've had little spells in hospital and things like that. Nothing compared to what you ever go through. But uh, I, I can sympathise. And if you haven't, if, you, if, you just, if you've just got a radio station 
And uh, there are many, 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 far more than when I started. And they're just playing music. It, you sort of drift in and out of consciousness. If you're listening to somebody chatting away about things which, which are relevant to you, makes you feel part of it. And it, it, it seems to work much, much better. Oh, good news for music lovers. The Saturdays will not be reuniting again. Thank God for that. Somebody better tell Molly King. Forget the music uh, stuff, darling. OK, the reunion is taboo. And um, nobody, nobody brings it up. This is uh, Una Healy. So it's, uh, but she's also got um, a tour in June. But uh, certainly with the saddle, thank God for that. Very needy group. Little picture of poor Georgie Toffolo. There's one thing that wasn't handed out in Georgie old Toffolo. It's looks. Seriously, very, very, very plain. Very plain. And uh, sorry, and there's not much brain going on either, which is a bit of a shame, the producer says. She showed off her softer side as she played on a swing. I thought, oh, that's nice. She'll be doing something really intelligent, won't she? Like telling you how many O-levels and uh, A-levels she got. No, no, no. She was, um, she was there to launch a new razor blade. Oh, riveting. You've really done well, haven't you, love? You've really done well. God in heaven. I mean, you must be due to get your boobs out, mustn't you? I mean, come on, it's nearly ten to five. Oh, it is ten to five. No, it's nine to five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. For Orbison Retail, today must be one of the busiest days of the year. Uh, well, everything's closed, isn't it? Is it open today? The shops are open, are they? Oh, good. Uh, everybody will be going mad, even though creme eggs have been on sale since Boxing Day. But nevertheless, for loads of us, it's certainly not a day off. We don't have to work. You can go sick. You can find up and go, I'm not very well. You know, they can't do anything about it. It's as simple as that. Thank God for our antiquated laws and we can have Sunday off. Joking, all the shops are open round here on a Sunday. What sort of where are you living where you don't have shops open on a Sunday? They're all open round in my way, everything. In fact, you know, I think by the time you get uh, I forget which supermarket opens first, probably MS, I should imagine, and then Waitrose and, and then gradually everything. Sunday's just a normal shopping day, thank goodness. Thank go- what about people who work Monday to Friday and don't have enough time? I'm just a little bit fed up that I can't, you know, get certain things today because these shops will be closed. Uh because it's um because it's Good Friday, because it's a religious festival. And, uh, and there will be a lot closed today. I mean, whether or not they decide to open up. But nobody's, nobody's forced to work on a bank holiday. You can take it off. And if you don't, then you take them to a tribunal. It's as simple as that. They can't, they can't make you work. What, do you think, what age do you think we're living in? Goodness sake. Serious mode. I'm disgusted by the story of the blind person with his guide dog for whom nobody gave up their seat. I don't really like saying it, but it kind of makes you hope that one of these days these morons go blind. I've never heard of anything. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I said the same thing. The guide dog had to sit there on his bottom. Normally he would lie down by the seat, but he was sliding about all over the place. Nobody gave a seat up. Isn't that disgusting? It really is. Yesterday I was on a packed bus, which goes all the way from Turnpike Lane in Wood Green to Edgware. The front downstairs seats are reserved for disabled and uh, it's it's marked quite clearly, actually, isn't it? If, if you've seen them. And um, it said there was this woman, about 35, nothing wrong with her, sitting in one of them on the outside and her bags on the inside seat. An old lady with a walking stick got on and the seated woman just stared blankly ahead and made no attempt. Oh, I'd make a move. Oh, I've seen that happen loads of times. Excuse me, move your bags. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you say that. Absolutely. These people are ignorant. You, you make sure that everybody, everybody knows about it. I'm sorry, you don't put your bags on a seat anyway. You really don't. I've done it. 
I have put bags on a seat. But if it's an elderly person getting on, I move the bags. It's as simple as that. But, uh, no, you have to do that. You have to do that, David. You have to make sure that people know it. I told you there was a woman the other day on our bus, an old woman, and she's got one of those shopping basket things on wheels. She, sh- she manoeuvres it into the seat, so there's her in the shopping basket. People get on, they're standing all round her. You think, you selfish old bag. <laughs> move your blooming thing. There's a place there for putting your, your shopping. Somebody will lift it up for you. And she just stoically sat there, you know, with this shopping basket in on the thing. You feel like saying, you know, God, it must drive you mad, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those that you can't do anything about. It is terrible. Uh, great show, said Peter. I helped a sweet old lady across the road the other day. Felt good to do it. She didn't want to go. I had a hell of a job. Yes, that's an old gag, isn't it, from, from years ago. Come on, we'll help you across the road. That's the Boy Scouts doing their bobber job thing. The old lady goes, I don't want to cross the road. Yes, you do. Come on. <laughs> take them across the road and then they have to try and get back again. It's not very good, is it, really? Uh, I'm at church today, uh, concert of the Crucifixion, Queen's Chapel of the Savoy, all welcoming congregation, then off to Bristol. Lovely. Uh, weather will be good, positive energy. No, it won't, it's going to rain. <laughs> positive. That's what, that's what I think it is. I just, I just don't see that it's, uh, it's going to be... It's, I think always the bank holiday weekend is bad weather. It's as simple as that. Uh, did Lulu come in? No. No, she's coming in next week. We've had to re- reschedule. Uh, bought a tease made a few uh, few weeks ago. Best thing ever. Plus waking up to you, of course. Never miss a show. Thank you very much indeed. That's what I like to hear. Well, that, that bear, bears witness to the... I feel really dreadfully sorry for some poor, you know, radio presenters. They don't get any audience at all. This other one. They're, they're zero. They're practically on their knees. And I think to myself, you know, you know the reason is, is because they're just not very good. That's the way it works for me. Steve, we should be spending some time today at the Planet Thanet Beer Festival in Margate, says Elaine. And did you enjoy the Five Guys Burger? Well, I did, but you need to take out a second mortgage for the blooming thing. Way too expensive. Way too expensive. And also, too many blooming chips. If we order two portions of chips, then put them, you know, in a cup, which is what they do, which is fine. And then they fill the bag up with chips. It was such a waste you know, I don't want to go on about people starving on the streets, but by God, I tell you, the amount of wastage. They would say, we, had, we threw ours away. Threw them away. I felt like taking them downstairs and going, why are you wasting money on these chips? Oh, look, here she is again, Little Miss Desperate. Danny Dyer, an arm injury forced her to quit a reality show. How dreary and boring and dull. And uh, anyway, she's, uh, she's now set to appear on Love Island. Class. Class act, isn't it, really? But uh, anyway, there she was on a beach with her photographer. So they can sort of feed a picture back to any old paper who wants to put pictures like that on there. Uh, Not that many, actually. And uh, Bullseye's Jim. Quiet check out. And this is Jim Bowen. He he got uh, buried. His funeral was on the same day as Ken Dodd. And they um, his his was very quiet, low-key thing. So, uh, as I say, they're probably sitting up there swapping stories even as I speak. Nice to be company, heading towards the news at five o'clock this morning. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Good Friday. It's LBC. The, uh, the driver spotted chatting on her phone on a motorway with the phone between her chin and her chest. I mean, there's some dumb people out there. Do you know what, what you want to do? You want to play bumper cars, don't you? You want to get a big lorry and just sideswipe them just to see how long it takes them to recover. Uh, Caroline Flack's gone back with Andrew already. Make your mind up, dear. I mean, we know you're a bit sad and desperate, but, I mean, goodness sake, I mean, surely you've got a bit more intelligence. Oh, maybe not. Uh, Ollie Murs is very excited. End of story. And Trump tears into Amazon. OK? You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Three minutes past five. It's Good Friday. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast with you until seven. Caroline Flack's back with Andrew already. I mean, really. What, a, what an attention-seeking, boring little twosome they turn out to be. Uh, that's spit too much, Jamie, isn't it? Fans very angry at Jamie Carragher's joke uh, at the disgraced Aussie cricketers by saying basically it's taken the heat off him. Perhaps you are as stupid as we thought you were. Perhaps you are. Uh, don't waste your time hanging around for the Saturday's reunion. They're a girly band. Uh, it's not going to be happening. Uh, Kelly Brook gets her boobs out yet again. And your Easter bunny is called Rianne Sugden. Why don't you go and find a job, dear? Let me do everybody a favour. Just keep out the newspapers. We're a bit bored with you. Just a wee bit. Uh, also, the crackdown on the service station's big fuel rip-off. Motorway service stations. By God, do they rip you off. The argument is that they're open... 24 hours a day, so that's why you're paying for it. Um, I bet they're not paying the people who work the uh, the pumps nowadays. Also, the teacher, who wins a quarter of a million quid because he fell off a desk. I mean, what were you doing on the desk in the first place? Quarter of a million. They've all gone mad, haven't they? Peter Kay breaks his silence, but actually doesn't say very much at all. And uh, Britain has become a nation of borrowers, not savers. Uh, whereas I'm a saver, I'm sort of, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. I like saving. I'm quite good. So when my... You know, banks say, oh, you've got this much in the account. You go, oh, well, that's a bit exciting, isn't it? You know, change the car again or do something. I like to find out just so I know exactly what. I mean, I don't need to buy anything. That's the good thing about saving is unless you really want to buy something. But I, I'm not going to go out and buy a crystal chandelier, am I, or something? But uh, it's um, it's just nice to know that you've, you've saved up for it, which is good. Hero sells medals to buy home. £100,000 for snipers gongs. A lot of people do that. Um, and... Um, the Antiques Gold Show again. It's another one of these crackpot things whereby uh, they've got a rare find. And this is a Fabergé sculpture. But it was in a museum. What do you think it was doing in there? Because it looked pretty. They knew it was Fabergé. And uh, jewellery expert Geoffrey Munn stumbled across it. It's in a museum, darling. It was in a museum. He didn't need to stumble across it. They were filming at the Black Country Living Museum. And uh, this one, I think, uh, is... Um, the work was shown to the antiques experts by Colonel Stamford Cartwright, which is the uh, the museum. And uh, so they know. It'd be given the sculpture by Georgina, Countess of Dudley, in uh, 1904. They just wanted to see what it was worth, so they get it's worth a million. But, I mean, to be honest with you, most of the rubbish that turns up on the antiques roadshow isn't worth diddly squat. They go, oh, I think probably... They had a thing the other day. It was a woman and her husband. They seemed very sweet. They had a music box, which you turned the handle and then it played a cylinder which had spikes on it and he said well it, it's missing um missing a bit on the top like a perspex cover very pretty very pretty but uh, it looked like it had seen better days but it was fairly ancient and so have any idea what it's worth they always ask them that you know like they always go oh no no idea at all she said well we had it valued about 25 years ago she said and it was about 200 pounds i think she was then hoping that he was going to say, well, actually, of course, it's gone up a lot since. And he went, no, that's probably what I would expect, about two to three hundred pounds now. And I thought, oh, how boring. He said, let's put a reserve of two hundred pounds on it. No, let's all go home, shall we? They're just making a TV programme. They couldn't care less what your bit of tat is worth. And uh, I was so bored, I didn't even bother. It's like Dickinson's The Real Deal. The real deal is whether or not he can go and wash that silly mahogany colour off his face in time. That'd be the real deal as far as I'm concerned. You know, and you know he smokes because you can hear it in the voice, can't you? You can hear the saliva wandering around inside his mouth. And then this sort of this sort of coconut colour, which is all very bizarre, actually. And he goes, that's the real deal. You think, oh, God, I bet he's spitting saliva all round the place. It must be like one of those St Bernard's. It must be like... <laughs> 
all over. Oh, God, it must be ghastly. Uh, and then he goes there and they go, so how much have they put down? £120. Well, I think it's worth a bit more. We asked our independent people and they said 150 to £200. Well, I think it's worth a bit more. And I'm thinking, oh, the saliva's dripping out of me. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> And then, then you get the dealer who goes, well, I only want to give you another £10. So, you know, you could always take it to auction. I'm thinking, you tight-fisted little so-and-so. Put the money down. It's only a TV programme. So eventually, begrudgingly, they, they put a bit of money down. And they go, uh, well, could you squeeze a bit more out? And I'm thinking, of course they can. They're making a television programme. And so they, they sort of drag a little bit more out. And then eventually they go, I'll, I'll take that. Thank you very much. And it's, the whole thing is just, it's a little bit sort of preset, isn't it? I don't mind. I, I quite like the idea of, of trying to guess, really, you know, how much this rubbish is worth. And most of it is tat. So we've got this thing. So where, where do you get this jewellery from? I'm waiting for somebody to go. Actually, my dad nicked it years ago. But they never, they never say that. Although, to be honest with you, you feel like saying it for them. And... And they then go, you've got this and this is worth that. These aren't very good jewelries on here and the, the stones are not particularly good. Did Dickinson do some... He was in Strange Ways, wasn't he? What was he in there for? I can't remember. It was... Oh, Mayor Lord of Fraud. <laughs> you lose track of these. I'd forgotten about that, actually. That's like, I never forget Gino De Campo went inside for thieving as well. He spent time at Her Majesty's Pleasure. But Dickinson, I'm on the landing and we managed to get a cast iron bed. Give me 20 quid. 20 quid for a cast iron bed. What do you got? A latrine? I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, I've been telling me he'd left strange ways. He had a, a pantechnican outside for all the stuff. Oh, look, chocks away. Your Easter bunny is dreary old Rianne Sugden. Claim to fame. Oh, let me sell another story on somebody. God, blimey. Uh, Steve, I love your show. But for your info, shops, apart from small convenience ones, will be closed on Sunday. It's the only day of the year they're not allowed to trade, says Ashley. Um, I bet I'll find something. I, 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 you know, I, I think, I think, I bet I will find something. There'll, there'll be a number of bits and pieces. It doesn't make any, to be honest with you, it doesn't make any difference. All the garden centres are open. I don't quite understand why garden centres are open and yet you can't open, you know, a, a store. What's, what's the difference? Still buying things. You can buy, in our garden centre, you can buy cakes, jams, you can buy biscuits, you can buy salt, you can fact, in practically buy milk in there. So I'm not particularly bothered about that. And uh, I'm in Malta. It's windy. Well, you can get something for that. It's called a kite. And then you can go out there and enjoy. You know, I haven't done a kite for years and years. It'd be a nice thing to do, wouldn't it? Oh, look, Theresa May attempting a conversation with somebody. Um, it's not correct. Shops will be open on Sunday, along with Christmas Day, the only days where the law is illegal for large shops to open. A quick Google, M&S and Waitrose in Kingston are both closed. Well, I don't go to them anyway. I don't care. I don't care. Good Friday is just regarded as a bank holiday. Yeah, but the trouble is you'll, you'll always be able to get whatever you want. What what, what can you get in Marks and Spencer and Waitrose? You can't get in the corner shops. Seriously, they'll all be open round our way. They don't make any difference at all. You can go to certain parts. You go down to Southall, everything's open. I don't think there's a shop that's closed. And the restaurants are open. People look on it as sort of, you know, a bit, uh, a bit of a nice time out. In 1983, my boss told me the bank holidays were only for people who worked in banks, and I believed him, so I was the only one working on site. Lovely. And, uh, Steve, I used to be a saver, but now I'm a borrower. Yes, yeah, I haven't borrowed anything. I don't owe any money. Hand on heart. Wait a minute. Touch wood. No wood. No wood. Plastic for mica. Where is it? And um, I, I love this here. Uh, the one who got wound up by the boss into working on site on Good Friday. Did he send you for a long wait as well? Long wait. What's that mean? 
Oh, the... Oh, right. All oh, right. Producer's gone quite mad, I'm afraid, to drink. Finally affected him, you know. It's taken a long while, but eventually it sinks. Oh, look, the Mayor of London, standing in a very empty and wet Trafalgar Square with a reporter who appears to have something stuck on the side of their face. Oh, it's their sideburns. Uh, it's like, look at the jewellery channel, all the women on there. They've got these long sideburns, especially some... Of, oh, God, honestly, the rubbish they're selling on some of these channels. I, I do sit there and cringe, and they go, well, for all you... What do they call them? They're not, um... Oh, for all you collectors. What, for something worth 29 quid? What sort of rubbish are you collecting for 29 quid? I did that the other week, I know, and it was, it was very funny. Uh, Steve, loving your Dickinson impression. Your Adrian Charles is still my favourite. Cheese Easter eggs in Asda, by the way, says Jill in Glasgow. Cheese Easter... What, the Dickens are cheese Easter eggs? Good grief. Actually, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I've got a few, I've got a few things on my... Uh, on my list. One of them includes lying down. I've decided lying down. My friend Rich, he, I, he said to me, are you tired this morning? I said, I am. I said, I've discovered the more sleep I have, the more sleep and the more tired I appear to be. When I'm working, I'm fine. I don't have any problem with it at all. But when I, you know, the, the producer, you know, he always falls asleep on the dark. Very and, um, and so literally I get off the bus. Bye. See you. I'm missing you already. And uh, at the moment, the moment I'm, I'm around the gone. He's gone completely. He just puts his head down and that's it. Whereas I try and do that in the car. But it never quite uh, works the same way. <coughs> Donald Trump could be uh, taken into court. This uh, this porno star. As I say, I've never heard of her, so she can't be a star. Uh, she's uh, she's trying to get him into court to answer questions. And uh, and I'm thinking, this will be a first. I don't think they've ever managed that with a president. Mind you, we've never had a president who's actually slept with somebody who, who had sex with people for money. You know, I mean, now that they call her an adult movie star, it kind of justifies what she does for a living. Basically, she'll sleep with anybody and uh, and that's how she earns her money. But I'd never heard of her. Was it Stormy Daniels or something? Where do they get these names from? Is it because you've got to sound as cheap and as tacky as possible? Why can't they just use her normal name? Sounds so much better, doesn't it? But never mind. You know, I can't do that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to um, Frozen Planet 2. Thousands of women protested as the Irish rugby stars are cleared of rape. They didn't like that one at all. They were they were out there. I think mainly because of tweets and everything else. And then there was a man, who uh, white van man, and he hit uh, somebody's car, a black lady's car. The language he used was unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I think we're going to send him to prison. I don't think we've sent him to prison already. Uh, Cannon and Ball are rocking on Tommy again. After 33 years, they're, um, they're going to uh, go to Vegas so that's this programme with all these people working in Vegas. Whether or not the uh, the good burgers of Vegas will appreciate them, I've got no idea. Probably not, because they'll not be playing big rooms. There are loads of rooms over there which are not uh, not big rooms. And also, do you remember the, uh, the lottery winner, the taxi transgender driver? Not that it makes any difference, but anyway. And the neighbours clubbed together and said, we don't want a living here. She'll bring the tone of the neighbourhood down, which of course is quite right, she will do. And, and they said because she's an attention seeker. Well, blow me down, she's in the papers today, posing in a charity shop. Go away. Go away now. Uh, also, uh, Liam's late night out with a Cheryl lookalike. That'll be somebody who can't sing and is very, very short. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the other one, the beauty queen in a hijab, could be the next Miss England. I'm surprised we haven't got that already. I suppose in, in certain places there would be a, you know, a Miss whoever in a hijab already. But she, she's going to be wearing a burkini. That's going to defeat the object. Have you ever seen a burkini? Well, how can you have that? You might as well just have somebody standing there in a cardboard box. This is a beauty contest. Hate to, you know, the word is beauty. 
If somebody's wearing a burkini, that's just going to look ridiculous. It's not going to work at all, is it? I don't think so. Oh, and Kylie Minogue. Oh, you can't get away from her. Here she is on the front of uh, The Sun. Kylie, and they go, exclusive interview. She's done an exclusive interview with anybody, you know, except the Pope. I'm better off without my cheating ex. Uh, Kylie's got an album to flog, by the way, and that's the that's the basis of it. So she's given an exclusive interview to the Daily Star, the Mirror, Attitude, just about anybody, because she's flogging an album. Yeah, th- th- that's why you haven't heard from her for ages and ages and ages. She's, A, trying to find a boyfriend. Secondly, she uh, she can't keep them. And thirdly, she's got an album to flog. So that's it. She hasn't got. A, I don't think she's got a tour coming up, as far as I know. Steve, co-op stores are open right through Easter with normal opening times, says uh, Sharon. Um... Uh, Val says, Easter Sunday trading laws are all about the square footage. Yep. We're in the south of the France, says Lisa and Martin from Guildford, south of France on holidays. All the shops are open on Good Friday, but they're shut on the Monday. Which is very, you just have to make sure you've got uh, enough. Why stop, says somebody here, at motorway service stations? Crack down on travel companies charging extortionate rates for holidays during the school holidays. Yes. It's the, it's the price of the petrol at the service stations. I think you'll find uh, a couple of miles off... The motorway, 121. On the motorway, 137. In fact, I did, some years ago, pull into a motorway service station. I needed petrol because I got the little petrol pump sign on and a man waves at me and goes, you need petrol, you need petrol. And and I pulled in and I was just about to put it in. I looked at the price of the petrol. I thought, sod that for soldiers. So I put the petrol pump in and drove off. I thought, I'm not spending that sort of money. They couldn't care less whether you buy it or whether you don't buy it. I mean, you'd have to be desperate to use motorway service stations. I mean, it just shows what an idiot you must be if you can't fill up around where you are. Nobody in their right mind should ever fill up at a service station on the motorway. They're so expensive. I'll run through some of the prices, but take my word for it, it's not good. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Nothing worse than a backseat cheater. And I say a backseat cheater, a real cheater. There's a bloke, he's driving through a safari park in somewhere. They don't tell you where it is, actually, strangely enough. Anyway, and um, cheaters are sort of wandering around there. Anyway, for some reason, they open the back door to do something. The bloke sitting behind the wheel, this cheater leaps into the car. He said, I was frozen with fear. He said, I was absolutely terrified. And um, he says, um, it, it sort of hopped in to sniff us out. He said, it was one of the scariest moments of my my life. I was scared to death, but I've never felt more alive. And then eventually the thing sort of went out again. But you look at the size of the claws on this cheetah, who can do up to 70 miles an hour, so they can chase chase prey for quite a while, whereas lions are a bit sort of lackadaisical, oh, chase it tomorrow. And um, and this sort of cheetah, it doesn't look a very old cheetah. looks lovely, but frankly, I wouldn't want to be in a car with a cheetah. Thank you very much indeed. Um, does your heart drop when you hear about the poison spy girls on the mend? So can she nail the assassins? Oh, my God. I don't know why, but in the back of my mind, if somebody's prepared to put some dreadful substance on a door and they go, she's come round? Oh, dear. She's come... Because she might be able to say things. I don't know. I don't know what the effects of this thing are. But uh, I would think they were trying again. Do you not think so? Will there be somebody dressing up as a nurse? They'll have to increase security at the hospital. Make it so much easier. Um, what else have we got? Oh, Liam and the dancer, Liam Payne. Oh, she'll be going up the blooming wall, this one. Oh, I tell you, I can well imagine Cheryl. Liam, it's Cheryl. Who is she? She's in the paper with you. Uh, it's just somebody I'm talking to, dear. She must be the most jealous person under the sun. Must be dreadful, isn't it? Uh, Paddy's wife, turning out to be Miss Boredom, I'm afraid, says we are much happier after the troubles. 
uh, after their difficult period. She says, it's great that we're putting the effort in. Yeah, well, he had a good night out, darling, and you with the doormat. So, you know, if you think that's putting the effort in, well done to you. It's not really. I don't think so. Uh, also, the uh, Declan Donnelly preparing to host his first ever show without his best mate. Um, how much have they raked in? Well, apparently the ITV hosts made over a million pounds in profit from their joint venture companies last year. Only a million pounds. How surprising. I thought it would have been more than that. On top of their ITV salaries of up to 10 million between them, Anton Deck, uh, also earned via Hurley Promotions and Mitre Television. And uh, they had all sorts of profits on there. About, about a million pounds on those ones. And um, as I say, I'm sure there must be more money around. That's all they made, a million pound profit. Well, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Uh, also, here she is, the lotto winner, the attention seeker. This is the trans lottery winner, although why that makes a difference, I've got no idea. This is uh, Melissa Ede, who now, as I say, you, you, I'm so glad those neighbours said, we don't want her that round here, thank you. Because she started sort of, you know, milking the publicity. Really dreary, really boring, and uh, the neighbours are a little bit classier than that. Uh, also, so if we end up with uh, a beauty queen and a hijab which nobody has a problem with. But you can't have a burkini for a pageant. That's ridiculous. The whole idea is people are showing their figures off. A burkini is just like wearing sort of an all-in-one rubber suit, isn't it, to go swimming in? It's ridiculous. It's a beauty competition. But I bet you anything, people will be complaining about that a little bit later on today. I've just got a feeling. Just got a feeling. Uh, Steve says, Pat, like you, I pay for most things with cash. And uh, Archie in Bristol says, filled up this morning at uh, a service... On the M4, 140.1 litre diesel. But as I have a fuel card, I'm invoiced at 118. That's why many people fill up at that. What's a fuel card? What's that? I've never even heard of it. But uh, he said it's the general public that gets stitched up, says Archie. Ah, right. Uh, Waitrose at Putney open today and Saturday, Sunday, Monday, normal hours. Marks and Spencer's closing this week. Uh, lots reduced. Uh, Marks and Spencer's closing this week, says Carol in Putney. What do you mean closing? I know that there were a few stores closing, weren't there? Somebody wrote to me and said, see what you've done? You've systematically closed down Marks and Spencer's. I'm so excited. So excited. Uh, many shops, Steve, maybe Colsid over the Easter weekend. I think they're supposed to be closed. Uh, but could still walk into any bookies, 8am uh, at any day, and still lose thousands. How? Well, because you're an idiot. I mean, if you're walking in and losing thousands, that's not good, is it? You want to lose money. The whole idea of going in there is to actually sort of, you know, go in there and try and make a little bit of money out of it. It's to do with the size, isn't it? And also the fact that, you know, some people want to open and some people don't want to open. There'll be a lot of places closed today in, in Twickenham. Here's this ridiculous picture of poor, poor Peter Andre, who fears he's too beefy to look convincing as a heroin addict. He doesn't look at all convincing. I'm sorry. Fake tattoos up your arm. Why do you think that a junkie would have fake tattoos? And uh, they say here, he, he, he plays a suicidal junkie. As I say, P Peter Andre just does not look the part, I'm afraid. He said of the film, which has been shooting in Los Angeles, it's a, a little short film, it's it literally blink and you'll miss it. And he says, what if I was three times the size and I've shrunk? They don't know I wasn't three times the size. He was speaking at the National Film Awards at London's Porchester Hall. I mean, to be honest with you, what he was doing there, God alone knows. But um, he was on the set of this thing. He's, he said, acting's in my blood. Unfortunately, it's not. But um, he says, I want to know the side effects. I didn't do heroin. <laughs> That's a relief. But uh, I had to study it a bit. I asked people who'd experienced it. He said, but there were boundaries. As soon as I got home, chocks out, feet up, no more heroin. 
That's called acting, Petey, dear. What do you think it is? Well, you think somebody goes home from Emmerdale and goes, oh, I think we'll go and do lambing in the back garden. Of course not. It's called acting, dear. The trouble is poor old Pete, who's not the not the brightest penny in the box. Um, as I say, I don't think this is... I mean, his idea is this is going to launch him in America. As what? I've got no idea. One can only hazard a guess, can't we? Uh, a tidal barrage across the Mersey will harness power of Liverpool's famous river. Something nice about Liverpool, isn't it? Ferry across the Mersey and all that kind of stuff. I still, I still like it now. And also found in a 57-year-old pair of trousers, a long-lost love letter, the widow's joy at the return of the moat, which uh, of the note, which is lovely, isn't it? I quite like. I like stories like that. I like a, I like a happy story. We never, we never get many happy stories on the programme because mainly there are so many... Oh, look, here's sort of a reasonably happy story. And uh, this is Posh and Bex. That's uh, Dave and Vic have angered neighbours at their £6 million country pile because, if you remember, they had sewage flooding all over the place. Uh, the renovation has riled guests at a celeb spa hangout close to the Grade 2 listed home they're yet to occupy. That could be grade two listed there. It's a barn conversion, isn't it? Almost. Could be, I suppose. A source said noise is endless. It's getting people's backs up. It's gone on for so long, neighbours just want it finished. Staying in the countryside is meant to be relaxing and peaceful. You're joking. They're doing constant building. Uh, Dave and Vic bought the home near Chipping Norton in December 2016. Their plans to move in last summer were delayed by rows with council planning chiefs. And uh, they've knocked... Three barns together to create a six-bedroom mansion. It's not a mansion. It's just three barns. It's not a mansion. What is this stupid journalism, honestly? And, um... <coughs> excuse me. So they, they've done that. They said, overlooking an orchard with 23 tree types. Well, they're going to get out there and pick their own apples. God, they must think we're stupid. It'll also boast thatched roofs, a swimming pool and a treehouse. We've seen the treehouse. It's not a treehouse. It's on the ground. It's a little shed at the back of the garden. It's not a treehouse at all. Somebody's ripped them off. The area is popular with stars and royals. No, it's not. No, it's not popular with stars and royals. Meghan Markle had her hen do this month at a nearby retreat. That makes it popular with royalty, does it? She's not royalty. She's Meghan Markle. She's in suits. Oh, she's not in suits, is she, anymore? Uh, also, oh, look, Kelly Brook and her boobs. She's lovely. As I say, you know, once you've seen them, you've kind of seen them. And uh, Christine says, I need to take out Paddy. I wish you'd go away. You're very irritating and not very bright. Uh, plus, sorry about my driving. Phone's on my Nokia's driver's motorway mobile madness. If somebody can get a picture of this stupid woman, why is she not... Um, uh, a motorcyclist said, as I drove past, I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, if she dropped the phone, she probably would try to grab it, which could have caused an accident. Ridiculous, isn't it? They've got a picture of it. And there's also a trucker. Highways England said one driver was recently pulled over in Surrey for trying to put toothpaste on a toothbrush. God, there's some this, this woman's got to be a thicko, hasn't she? I'd like to find out exactly who she is. I'm sure somebody will recognise her. I'm sure they'll be telling people. Uh, also, there's people taking their uh, their boobs out. Meghan McKenna, as I say, not not blessed with looks or anything else, really. And it's all done to raise breast cancer awareness. Why well, you have to have people who want to get their boobs out? I've got no idea. But uh, Colleen Nolan did it. Helen Lederer did it. Michelle Heaton, she'd always do it. And Ruth Maddock. Uh, also, Sally Dexter, Sarah Jane Crawford and Victoria Derbyshire. The previous night saw a troop of male celebrities. Well... I say male celebrities. There was James Argent, Ainsley Harriet, and Alexander Armstrong. I don't know why he's doing it. Can't imagine. They, they, they were sort of getting their bits out. 
to show people. Can't imagine why. It's very odd, isn't it, really? I mean, easily Harris, bad enough with clothes on, let alone with clothes off. Thank you very much indeed. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 26 minutes to six. So, um, bad news if you're one of those people who fits into the following category. This is the NHS prescriptions, which they're stopping for 37 illnesses. These are currently uh, prescriptions for treatments available cheaply at chemists under cost-saving plans agreed the other day. So, apparently, these things, at the moment, are covered. And it's a, a, a range I've never even heard before. Probiotics. So you'll have to buy those over the counter. Vitamins and minerals. All of these, all of this stuff that I'm going to tell you, you'll have to buy over the counter. You will not get it on prescription. Acute sore throat. Infrequent. Who gets that for free? Why can't you just go and buy it like normal people? Conjunctivitis. Okay. Uh, Coughs, colds and nasal congestion. Cradle cap, which is dermatitis in infants. Hemorrhoids. Uh, infant colic, mild cystitis, mild irritant dermatitis, dandruff, diarrhoea, adults, dry, sore or tired eyes, earwax. All these things people were getting on prescription. Bloody outrage. Excessive sweating, head lice, indigestion or heartburn, infrequent constipation, infrequent migraine, insect bites and stings, mild acne, mild dry skin, sunburn, sun protection, mild to moderate hay fever and seasonal uh, rhinitis. Minor burns and scalds, minor conditions associated with pain, discomfort and fever, uh, which includes headaches, period pain, back pain, mouth ulcers, nappy rash, oral thrush, prevention of dental cories, ringworm, athlete's foot, teething and mild toothache, and threadworm, travel sickness and warts and verrucas. All of that stuff people have been getting on prescription. Not anymore. You can now go and buy it. You can buy it over the counter. It'll save an awful lot of time and trouble. And uh, we can actually get some money back. I can't believe people are going in there for earache and things like that. And also, just to get anodins and stuff like that. I get, strangely enough, um, a few things which are long-term for me as a diabetic. If you get them for long-term illnesses, like some people are given more paracetamol than you're allowed to buy over the counter, then the GP will still give it to you, because they've also been handing out prescriptions for single packets of paracetamol for those who get them for free, though. Not anymore. Only affects people in England. Let's move. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go live in Scotland. We can go live in Scotland. All, all prescri- are they? Everything's free in Scotland. Good Lord, honestly. Is that due to us? Have we sort of given people all that? You know, the SNP are in charge. They've sort of decided it's all going to be free. Free, free, free for all you people in Scotland. So that's nice, isn't it? If you're listening in Scotland at the moment, hello. Hello. Trust you well this morning. Bank holiday. Uh, Comic K breaks his silence of three months and says nothing. Really says nothing apart from he's announcing... Another um, uh, thing at the at a cinema in, in Blackpool you can buy tickets for. Uh, and yet he cancels a tour which would have grossed £40 million. That's how big the tour was. And he wants to raise money um, in this charity screening of new episodes of his sitcom Carshare. He said it'll raise cash for cell disorder charity, the Lilly Foundation, which he had first-hand experience of. But the money he's got, she went, why didn't he do it? I still can't work out why he didn't do his tour and give all the money from that to it. 40 million quid straight. I mean, how much money do you need? How much money do you need? But uh, So he, did, he didn't really actually say anything that, you know, that I was waiting to hear, which is a bit of a shame, really. Uh, the papers are saying today it's bank holiday, so it's raining. And in certain parts of the country, it will be snowing, which is not what you want to hear, is it? 
And uh, Kylie Minogue doing another one of her interviews because she's flogging an album. OK, let's not forget the real reason. She's not doing an interview because she wants to talk to uh, to a particular newspaper. Don't feel sorry for me. Nobody does, dear. We didn't even know you were still around. To be honest with you, if you hadn't had an album to flog, I wouldn't have known. She says, I'm better off on my own. She's never been lucky in love, has she? In fact, I think you can go through a whole career and they don't seem to laugh. And mind you, the worst one is poor Caroline Flack. I mean, she doesn't know where she was coming or going, that one. Uh, also, Jamie, uh, Jamie uh, Carragher, who was the one who did the spitting, and uh, he then thanked Australia's cricketers for taking the heat off him. Stupid man. Stupid. He says, the, uh, the tweet was, I knew you'd save me, boys. Are you really that thick? You, re- you really tweeted that after the spitting incident? God, blimey, honestly. Anyway, uh, Smith broke broke down. We, mm, mm, you know, because, the moment you mentioned his parents, because they must be ashamed beyond belief, I can imagine. Dreadful. Uh, poor old Richard Madeley tries to give the impression that he's sort of bright as a button. Unfortunately, he's not really, because he interviewed uh, Neil Tennant, who's gay, from the Pet Shop Boys. First question was, how's your wife? It gets worse. It gets worse. Uh, to a young child with leukaemia. Hello, Baldy. I mean, seriously, you can't believe anybody could be this thick, really. He says, using the toilet in a squat, you're not filming urinating, you can listen. To an actor playing a bisexual, would you prefer to have sex with me or Judy? Feeling slightly queasy. Uh, Another one here. On a segment about quicksand, yes, what an awful way to die. He really isn't the brightest penny in the box. He really isn't. And, um... To ex-president Bill Clinton, I was in a similar position. I was accused of shoplifting. Unlike you, I knew I was innocent. Seriously, I mean, it's it, the, the brain is obviously out. Didn't materialise in Chloe, did it, either? Uh, another one here. To squatters, what's your supermarket skip of choice, then? I myself like Waitrose. I mean, how's he still working? Is, is there some joke going on here that I'm obviously missing? He said, and, um, uh, and then Judy got pregnant again. It was an accident. Sorry, Chloe, but you were. And you know it. I mean, you know, what what do you do? Your, your dad's Richard Madeley, and he's a dipstick. That's what the papers have said today. He says, uh, on Viagra, it makes everything last much longer and return, you know, swiftly. And um, <laughs> to dwarves, do you find that people patronise you? That means that they talk down to you. <laughs> what a stupid man. They say he's the undisputed king of cringe. You know, is it because I is black? Do you remember that one when he did the Ali G impression? We all went, oh, my God, fathers. Real life Alan Partridge. It's a bit sad. They use him, I think, because he's on his last legs. I mean, he must be due to go out here. That uh, they, they, say, they said that uh, in true Alan Partridge style, he got into trouble by making a joke about the weather girl, uh, her short denim dress shrinking. Uh, Lucy laughed it off, but perhaps wisely turned up for work in trousers the other day. I mean, it's a shame, isn't it, really? He sort of, he sits there, he likes to think that he's, you know, really... He's never such a nice bloke, don't get me wrong. He's just a dipstick. He seriously is. He he comes up with all the... You can't believe some of it. You really cannot believe. But uh, there you go. Uh, what have we got? 19 minutes to six. 19 minutes to six. More of your texts and emails. Uh, which says, the high street chains are running campaigns for people to hide the chocolate eggs. Not me, Steve. Because... Uh, uh, I'm still going strong on my little Chocella chocolate box in Devon. Uh, open an account with UK Fuels. They give you fuel cards to use at Shell BPSO. You don't pay the price at the petrol pump. You agree a price for fuel every week. Mine, including VAT, is currently 118 a litre. So if you do high mileage, such as myself as a courier, they're ideal and save you money. 
I'm none the wiser, Archie, on it. I've never even heard of it before. I don't quite understand it. Uh, but uh, listen, if it works for some people, then bully for you. Sad they stopped the ferries across the Mersey. As a team, when the weather was nice, I'd have to spend a couple of hours just going backwards and forwards from the, uh, the pierhead. I don't think they have stopped the ferries on the Mersey, have they? I thought they were still operating. I thought they were still operating. This whole idea, you can't take away things like that. It's part of, part of Liverpool's heritage, isn't it? So ferry across the Mersey, Mersey. I loved it. Don't tell me they've stopped the ferries. I couldn't bear it. No, they're still running, aren't they? Producer's trying to find out if we can get one for today. Um, they might have. Perhaps they stopped them in bad weather or something. But um, it says you only had to pay once you disembarked. Pierhead in Liverpool to Birkenhead. Enjoying the river and the activity for free. But as far as we know, it's um, it's still operating, is it? Yeah, they're still operating. I thought they were, Dallas. Yeah, it's still there. Still go and get one. That's the whole idea about it. You don't sing a song about Ferry Cross the Mersey if they haven't got any anymore. That's part of the whole idea. You go to Liverpool to get on the ferry crossing the Mersey. So, yeah, still still operating. Still operating. I'd be, I'd be miffed. It's like saying, you know, the Cavern Club has gone. Well, of course it has because they bricked it in eight years ago. And so the Cavern Club that you go to now is not the Cavern Club. It's a made-up replica so that you can go, oh, is this the Cavern Club? No, dear. Sadly, Liverpool Council weren't the most brightest and they uh, it sort of it turned into a car park or something. It'd be nice if it was still there, wouldn't it? Actually in, you know, its condition. If it was sort of bricked up and they opened it up and discovered there was still a group standing on the stage playing, that would be lovely. That would be lovely. If they had the original Cavern Club. I love it. I don't like They go, oh, don't worry, here is, a, here is a replica. And you go, yeah, but it's not the same. I know it looks the same, but it's not the same. They, they they could have saved it. I mean, you know, was somebody that desperate for Dickens is that? Um, was was somebody that desperate for money that they they decided to take it away from you? Not so good. Not so good. So Russia's going to close the U.S. embassy in Moscow. I mean, very shortly there's going to be just all these empty buildings, aren't there? All around the world, they'll be getting rid of Russian diplomats and spies and spivs and spooks and whatever else they call them. Um, another one here. What was it? I'm trying to find actually. Oh, the. Um, uh, hot cross bonkers, all those wacky recipes for hot cross buns, which people seem to like, and I don't know, you know, why we've got hot cross. Can we have a, a sort of um, a sort of a, a better version, a better version to actually mean that we can um, sort of not not get fat by eating hot cross buns? Uh, Jim says you go to Five Guys. You have to um, download the program and find out. Uh, the Daily Express this morning: teacher wins two hundred and fifty thousand for falling off desk. I know, I thought that as well. I tell you, I wish I'd been a teacher. And um, so, I mean, the teaching staff chalk up 20 million in payments. There's either a lot of dim people who are doing it. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of schools, what they could do with a quarter of a million, 21 teaching assistants they could have at 11,500 each. They could have maths GCS entry fees at £35 each. Exercise books, 147,000 of those. But instead... The uh, one, one teacher fell as she used a chair and a table to reach a display. I mean, it's like asking for trouble, isn't it, really? But anyway, uh, this one here, she lost her... Ba- it's the same woman. She lost her balance as she tried to pin some artwork to the class world, classroom wall. She was using a chair and a table to try to meet, reach the display. Uh, other payments included 85000 for a teacher who fell on black ice and £60,000 for a 53-year-old who slipped on some spilled food. A teacher on a school trip was awarded 31 grand after falling in a car park, whilst compensation of 19 grand was paid to another who suffered concussions after a shelf came down on their head. 
just seems absolutely ridiculous that somebody would sort of pay this sort of money. Part of 20 million handed out to teachers. There's obviously sort of some sort of compensation culture going on out there, isn't there? Anyway, here they all are, stripping on stage, getting their boobs out. Colleen Nolan. Great. And it was all lovely. And they've got the uh, the audience here. They were doing feathers and they were sort of hiding their boobies. And then they turn around and they removed the feathers. So surprise, surprise. These women showed their boobs. And uh, and then the men showed their little bits as well. I say little bits. I'm I'm using the uh, the term loosely because I have no idea. Well, apart from the ones who've actually um, disported themselves on the internet, of which there are many. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. The more you think about uh, Henry and Rachel's wedding coming up uh, next year, this year, I've sort of moved it on a little bit there. And, and the more you think to yourself, are you sure this is a wedding or is it a security exercise? Because there's going to be a ring of steel around Windsor. Um, today, you can drive into Windsor and you can drive out the other side and you can turn the car around and go back the same way. Uh, on the wedding, prior to that, they'll be searching all the all the, you know, manhole covers and drains and everything else, because between now and then, somebody might plant a bomb or something. We don't know. We have no idea. But uh, they're doing this huge security exercise, in which case it's not really a wedding at all, is it? It's just a security exercise, you know, and you'll have armed police in buildings and everything, just so that, you know, a member of the royal family, albeit fairly far down the list, and his uh, American actress girlfriend can get married. I mean, 30 million quid. That's how, many, how much money was spent on flowers for Diana's wedding. 30 million, at least you could see that. Uh, on this one, it just doesn't sort of make any sense. They're going to have checkpoints. Hundreds of police officers, including elite armed units, will be on duty. Do you think she realises that she's now a target? Do you think she realises this? But apparently, they've got here advanced CCTV and automatic number plate recognition technology. And we'll have had that for donkey's years. One of the biggest security headaches will be the half-hour open carriage ride. Well, cancel it. Cancel it, and then we can save the money. Then we can all have ice cream or, you know, lollipops or something. But uh, they reckon there'll be a procession route in front of a 100,000-strong crowd. Police expect spectators will swamp Windsor, and it's likely parts of the Berkshire town will close before noon on safety grounds. Trains may also be stopped from running to Windsor if, because it, it arrives in the middle of Windsor, which is a bit of a problem, actually, for people not going through anything. And uh, all leave has effectively been cancelled. The Assistant Chief Constable, Dave Hardcastle, said officers would volunteer to be part of policing the Royal Wedding. He said, we're working with our partners, local businesses and the community to deliver a safe, secure and happy event for everyone. Yeah, it's going to look great, isn't it? So here they come, clap, oh my God, armed officers everywhere. You know, it just it just makes a mockery of the whole thing. It really does. Uh, I hope Prince Philip is is well enough to go. We're not too sure uh, if he is. He's not very well at the moment. So he cancelled Maundy money the other day. She did 92 uh, women, 92 men, and they all get the Maundy money. Uh, so that's uh, so that's quite nice actually. Here's a picture of uh, oh I don't know. It's the Playboy Bunny, Karen McDougal, who now claims she once shared his bed. Um, Thank heavens our own Jeremy Corbyn never had problems like that. And that's Frederick Forsyth writing today. Uh, the love letter. Who's this? It's a lovely picture of uh, Rachel. Rachel Riley, who apparently danced for Stephen Hawking when she first met him because he loved Strictly Come Dancing and she was appearing on the show at the time. I should imagine, actually, that probably raised his heart rate, wouldn't it? He's in the chair and then all of a sudden she starts dancing provocatively in front of him. I mean, not the kind of thing the poor old soul needed, was it? But anyway... Uh, yeah, it's all, all finished now. Uh, here's a picture of um, Brian May, 
Oh, we know that there's a new film out about uh, George Michael, put together by um, his uh, former manager. Uh, and also Peter Kay back on social media. They're all covering this because he's sort of he's issued an announcement, but didn't really say anything. We don't really know why he cancelled his entire tour. Uh, all he's doing, it's the, the Lilly Foundation, which the Bolton-born comedian says it's an inspiring charity and um, they want to get money. It's with this uh, mitochondrial disease. I've never even heard of it, actually. I've never even heard of it. But uh, last year he raised almost 150 grand from two stand-up gigs, which went towards the £410,000 cost of what tragically proved to be an unsuccessful pioneering immunotherapy treatment in Germany for a terminally ill woman. And uh, and that's it. But it's it's interesting that he cancelled the whole tour. Whereas in fact the money it was going to generate, my God, you could you could do so much, do so much. But that's his uh, his uh, you know his decision, I suppose. Uh, here we go, Daniela Westbrook. She turned up hilariously to the British Film Awards, which were held at uh, Porchester Hall, and uh, she's revealed that she's been stalked for the past four years by somebody who's threatening to harm her daughter. Uh, she said, um, I've been, it's been going on every day for four years. And the police tried to shut my Instagram down again this week. Two weeks ago, somebody followed my daughter home from school and sent me pictures. Now they've sent me death threats. You know, if it's, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, she says, uh, what would happen uh, if a paedophile actually took my child? I don't know what they're going to do. That very rarely happens, surprisingly. I mean, it really does very rarely happen. But the police believe me, but they say they can't find the IP address and it's taking time to do it. And then this, then this. They've threatened to have my kids cut it. I don't know why the police couldn't find an IP address. I thought they're fairly, they're fairly simple to find. In fact, we've always said that. They find people very quickly. So they can't find this one in Daniela Westbrook's case. So we just have to keep our fingers crossed. Uh, my life as a coupon queen. It's not me saying that, incidentally. That's a woman in the paper today. Uh, because you save £10 billion a year by using coupons. And uh, there's a woman here, Holly Smith, uh, who explains how she saves... I can't be fagged. It's a lot of effort for a little bit of... Sorry, due to... Um, uh, pay coupon. Oh, God. My life as a coupon queen. So here is this woman who cashes in with her coupons. They used to make sure you'd actually bought the item years ago. Now they just go, oh, give us the blooming coupons. Who cares about it? But apparently, uh, Holly's six tips for next week. Ready? First of all, Subway. Kids eat free during the Easter holidays with any six-inch meal purchase. What's a six-inch meal? What does that mean? Bit worrying. Oh, the salmon. Oh, right. Six inches long. Really? All right. Uh, the Entertainer Toy Sale installs and online over 70% of some items. Yeah, but if you don't need them, what are you buying them for? That doesn't sound like saving anything. Amazon up to 50% off clothing and footwear. Uh, what's this one here? I can't read it. Uh, Wil Wilco, pick and mix sweets, tub offer. God, what a dreary life you've got, dear. It sounds so boring. And then, yeah, and also stuff, you know, kids aren't having this one here. And then Sainsbury's, coupon for a free bottle of lactose-free milk. Oh, I can barely wait, dear. You've just, you've just sort of got me avoiding everything that you've talked about. I wasn't remotely interested. My life as a coupon queen. How dreadful to have to live your life like that, you tight-fisted so-and-so. I never understand it. I, d I just don't get coupons. But there again, why should I? I'm not supposed to get coupons. It's sort of it's, it's probably a girly thing, I suspect, really. You'll probably find more, more women do it 
And apparently Subway and Pick and Mix, very bad for children. But uh, that, that's, her top, that's her top tips for next week, the fact that Amazon got a sale on. But it's, it's only useful. It's like you go into some supermarkets and they go, um, buy two, get the third one free. Get the cheapest item. You think, well, I don't want two of them, let alone three of the blasted things. They do that in Boots the Chemist, so I avoid anything like that at all. You go, well, you know, I'm sure you could save a few pennies and 20 quid here a year or so. Who cares? Seriously, I've got better things to worry about than coupons everywhere. I bet they hate you in the supermarket. Oh, wait a minute, I think I've got a coupon. Is that the toilet? That's the double toilet roll, is it? 50p off that, thank you. Who cares? I'll be sitting there going, I'll go to another till. I'd be very short-tempered. I'd be the sort of person they'd be complaining about instantly. I'm sorry, that man down, down there was very rude. Well, excuse me, were you very rude to this customer? Of course I was, she's stupid. <laughs> what do you think I was? Well, no, I definitely wasn't rude to her. I'm sorry, ten pence off carrots today. Riveting. We'll go and eat carrots then. Yeah. <laughs> and I did once work in retail. Actually, I thought I was very good, but if there was a discount on it, I wasn't remotely bothered. I couldn't care less, you know. So, are you offering any sort of discount? No. Not, 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 not for cash? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, could we not get ten percent off? No, you can't. Go somewhere else. Go buy it somewhere else. We can't be bothered with people like you. You're far too tight and meany. Um, I think I've got a coupon here. This this gives me 30 pence off rabbits. Oh, lovely. Well, yeah, batteries are over there as well, so you can probably sort of solve two things with one, uh, one going. I can't help thinking some of these teachers are the sort of people who go out looking for uncovered potholes to accidentally fall into, says Dara. I don't, why would a teacher, I mean, even I, and you know me, I'm accident prone completely. I wouldn't put a chair on a desk and stand on it. That would be really thick. And then she falls off it. Well, of course she falls off it. It's a chair on a table. You're not in a circus. Ridiculous. My neighbour gets Tums, the indigestion tablets. I know this because one of his packages came to us by mistake and I opened it. Accidentally. I think, basically, you're a thief, aren't you? How do you mean you opened it accidentally? Your finger just fell onto the packaging and you ripped it open. You don't open something accidentally. Uh, Alan says prescriptions are free in Wales too. Ah, well, there you go. Perhaps we can move to uh, to Wales. and going. I get free prescriptions anyway, because I'm diabetic. All of it. Uh, all of it. OK, listen, news at six coming up very, very shortly. Um, the driver... Pictured in the paper today, on her phone, on the motorway. Obviously a dimbo. Uh, don't waste your time hanging around for a Saturday's a little girly group reunion, because it's not going to be happening. Danny Dyer, who's the Chav daughter, hanging around on a beach again with the photographer. You're really getting quite boring, aren't you, now? Your Easter bunny is a very old Rianne Sugden. Why would nobody give up their seat for a blind man with a guide dog? And, uh, and they all just sat there. I mean, the most disgusting thing. You know, where, where would you think that was happening? Somewhere abroad? No, no. Waterloo East. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice, heavy company. Four minutes, no, three minutes. Well, nearly four minutes past six. And it's Easter Friday. Uh, in the Christian calendar, it's a religious festival and people will be fasting and doing all sorts of things. This is crucifixion. And, uh, and as I said, most people just think it's Easter eggs. That's all they th- no, most people go, it's a holiday and it's Easter eggs and the kids get them and they get them in schools. We, we've had eggs here, which is lovely. I brought some little eggs in as well. And if you're one of those people who's got four days off, I hope you enjoy it. Unfortunately, the weather doesn't look as though it's on our side. So there's not a lot we can do about that. They've said rain here. Certain parts of the country, they've said snow. I mean, that really isn't what you want, but it definitely turned cold. 
definitely turned cold. I mean, it really was noticeably cold earlier on when the uh, the weather was sort of... I thought, oh, this is... Because yesterday, strangely enough, we had some nice days. Uh, we had some nice... A, f- a few hours of sunshine. I thought, well, this is quite warm. The next minute, the temperature went... Phew! And dropped like that. It was terrible. Uh, John says, not a lover of Richard Madeley, but Piers Morgan told Charlotte Hawkins recently that she was looking good in her wetsuit. And I didn't hear anything in the papers about that. Well, I think you could say somebody looks good in an outfit, can't you? I think you, you just can't allude to, oh, let's hope that, uh, that skirt shrinks. That would be pervy. But if you say to somebody, that's, that's a nice dress you're wearing, or that, that wetsuit looks quite nice on your tight little body, uh, you know, then that sounds a bit strange. But if you just say you look good in a wetsuit, it's like, you know, if I put a wetsuit on, I wouldn't look very good. The producer would have a wetsuit on. Anyway, that's another story. And, um, you know, it'd be sort of those sort of things. But he, he was doing it saying, oh, if you go outside and that, uh, that dress shrinks, that just sounds a little bit creepy. A little bit creepy. But there again. Uh, also in Donegal, Greg... I spent uh, three weeks in rehab. In, I love the way he says Donegal in Ireland. As opposed to where? Please do tell me where County Donegal is. And uh, you've helped me get through. Going home on Saturday. Just like the way you say how it is, says Greg. I tell you, I've, I've had friends in, in rehab, actually. It's not the, most, not the most pleasant of places to go to, is it? But at least if you're coming out on Saturday, that's good, isn't it? Saw you at the Beck Theatre, says uh, Paul in Selkirk. Uh, sent you bump years ago. Uh, on Antarctica, lived in Wokingham, 25 years spells in Lambourne and Bournemouth. God blimey, you've been around, haven't you? Moved to Scotland this week. Can I still tune into LBC? Of course you can. Go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, download the app, and then wherever you are, you just push on the app and you've got LBC streaming through, and you can, and, and DAB as well. So, you know, you either, either or, as they say. So you can still tune into LBC. It doesn't matter where you can go abroad. There's people listening abroad to this programme. When I say abroad, not people who've dressed up as a woman, but, you know, people who are living abroad, they can listen into the programme. And you can also stream all of the uh, all of the, the programmes going back seven days. So you don't have to buy it. If you want to keep the programmes, well, then you can purchase a subscription from as little as £2 a month, and then you can keep the programmes. So if you just want to stream them, you can go back seven days with me and all the other programmes and you can just listen back to them. And so we've got In Conversation tomorrow. I have to try and remember what day it is now. I get very confused with bank holidays. But uh, In Conversation tomorrow and in about 10, 15 minutes time, we'll tell you who is going to be on our In Conversation. And we'll have a couple of clips as well. So that's tomorrow morning between six and seven. OK, between five, five and six. It's the best of Steve Allen. Uh, somebody says here. Do you realise what a fool you sound? Uh, coupons, who needs them? How about those on low income? Ah, stuff you. Who would coupons? Nobody uses coupons. People on low income wouldn't have the faintest idea about coupons. It's for middle class people who are tight. They don't want to spend the money. That's what it is. You look at the pictures in the paper of the people. Rubbish. Don't give me... Um, listen, I've shopped in Iceland more years than you've been alive, I should imagine. And I've never seen people producing coupons. I've seen people emptying change out of their, their pockets. But it, people on low incomes, what are you talking about? Honestly, the rubbish some people come up with. Uh, somebody says, you put me off listening to LBC. Oh, thank God for that. Go somewhere else then. So much easier. So much easier. Uh, Steve, talking about Richard Madeley and gaffes, I was on my way to a cousin's funeral with my brother and his wife. My cousin, 52, had died of complications from rheumatoid arthritis. My sister-in-law, whilst we were discussing that our cousin had been crippled with pain, says, oh, well, at least she'll have a better quality of life now. <laughs> People always say that, don't they? Oh, I'll tell you. But isn't it funny, the older you get... 
And you're probably, you're probably noticing this yourself. You, you, you go through a burst. If you're sort of late 30s, early 40s, you seem to have boundless energy for loads of other things. I promise you, when you get to 55, 60, you start, it, it starts being a bit bizarre. You start looking at the bathroom thinking, have I got something for that? I said yesterday, you know, I think I can cure just about anything with the contents of my bathroom. I've got, you know, you bite it. Although this morning I wanted an anodine tablet and I didn't have an anodine tablet. And so I had some paracetamol. It just shows I've hardly ever used them because the sell-by date was 2015. So they got thrown out because I'm not sure if you can use past their sell-by medicines. And I didn't really want to, but I thought I'd been quite good with actually sort of keeping them. I discovered another one. It was a year old. And again, out that went. I I don't like keeping old medicines. It can't be much good. I have to check, you know, the insulin. And the other medication I get. But that's always fine from the chemist. The chemists are really good. Very, very good indeed. Uh, anyway, so here we are. We're on, um, we're on uh, bank holiday. There will be places open today. There will be an awful lot of places that will not be open today. But uh, it's a chance to go out as a family. If you don't have a family, go out by yourself. Go and have a wander about. Annoy people. It's always, it's always very, uh, very, very entertaining as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you're uh, coming in loud and clear in La Cala... Is it Mia? Mias? Mijas? Oh, I don't know how to pronounce things in Spain. Even though I've got friends of mine. Calamijas. Calamijas in Spain. Enjoying the show, says David. Which is lovely. Thank you. And uh, did you see Colleen? No, I haven't seen any of the of the stripping bits. You'd think I would, wouldn't you? But, uh, you know, generally speaking, the word naked gets me going. And uh, there's got to be something in this day and age. And, um, uh, but I didn't see Colleen. The trouble is, she's always been a bit of a drip. You know, she's still, I mean, as far as I remember, somebody said, is she still smoking? And I said, well, she was supposed to have stopped smoking and gone on a diet. I don't think she's actually been on the diet yet. And I'm not sure, not totally convinced that she's given up the smoking bit. Because that is the problem, isn't it? There's also the, uh, the government. Were they saying they're going to clear people off the streets? Do they appreciate the fact that there are a lot of people who don't want to come off the streets? Not everybody who's on the streets wants to come off there. They like that lifestyle. You know, it's a social club for many of them and uh, they don't all want to come off the streets. So it'll be very difficult to put people in places. So we'll have to wait and see how that one. They've apparently set aside some money. Uh, what are they going to do? Go around and drag people off in wagons or something saying, right, you're going to come off the street. And they're going, I don't want to come off the streets. These are my friends. Where am I going to? Well, we don't know yet. We'll take you to some. We'll find somewhere for you. Uh, and then we're all supposed to be getting fit this year. Then there's that whole list of uh, drugs and medicines which people are getting on prescription, which will be removed. You'll have to buy them. And it's quite a quite an extensive list. Peter Kay has uh, made his announcement, but didn't actually say very much in it. And also the daughter of the billionaire Philip Green, out of her comfort zone and uh, in the not-so-grand home of her ex-convict lover's family. I mean, it's it's a little bit embarrassing, really, because she has, a, strange enough, she has a brother... Chloe does. He's called Brandon. We don't know what he gets up to, but uh, we do know that the Greens have got a £100 million super yacht. Imagine having a £100 million super I think that's quite exciting, really. £100 million super yacht. Oh, yes, I was going to tell you the service stations and how much they're charging for petrol. This is on the motorway. So here, Cheveley Services. I know Cheveley Services very well. Uh, this is on the M4 in Berkshire. They're charging 139.9 for a litre. Four miles away, Sainsbury's in Newbury is charging 120. That's 19 pence a litre. There's a lot of difference there. Uh, the M5, Sedgemoor Services, which is in Somerset, uh, they're charging 
138.9. Within five miles, Asda are charging 127. The the excuse being, and it happens with a lot of places, um, they're open 24 hours. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you you know, if, if you want petrol, you can go to a service station. Well, I've always managed to fill up during the daytime. I don't sort of leave it till the early hours of the morning and think, oh, I think I will actually go and uh, put some petrol in the car on the motorway. I mean, the last time I pulled in there, I thought, oh, no way I'm paying that sort of money. Not in a million years. Uh, one here, Clackett Lane Services in Surrey, BP 137, 1.6 miles away in Westerham. They're charging 121. And 5.5 miles away, Tesco at Dunstan Green are charging 119. Why would you want to pay extra for it unless you're really daft? Don't don't line their, their pockets. Just tit them where it hurts, making them reduce the prices. I shouldn't imagine the staff there are earning a lot of money for sort of just pushing a button on a on a thing to get the pump in operation. Ridiculous. Watford Gap Services, 139.9 per litre, BP. 3.7 miles away, 123 in Daventry. Why would you ever want to put petrol in on a... It's also the... Um, what's the other one that annoys me as well? Oh, yes, if, if you go to a BP garage, some of them have Marks and Spencers attached to them. Well, the prices are higher at these Marks and Spencers than they are at the normal Marks and Spencers. In fact, actually, even the difference between um, Twickenham and Richmond. Some things are more expensive in Twickenham than they are in Richmond. And vice versa. Vicky Verka. Very annoying. Very annoying. Uh, Steve, I just treated myself to a coffee on the go at the drive-thru Costa at Clackett's Lane Services. I nearly fainted when the cashier went cashier went three sixty nine. Three sixty nine, says Nathan, for a coffee. Yeah. And the worst thing is, on the motorway, you can't use your if you do Starbucks, some people have got a Starbucks app on their phone and they've got credit on it and all the rest of it. Can't use that on the motorway, it's a different system. So if you hand that over to go, no, I'm sorry, we we don't take that. You've just got to pay cash. <laughs> You're right. Three pound. What do we say? Three sixty nine for a cup of coffee. Three pound sixty nine for a bit of frothy milk. And somebody going, Charlie, your coffee's ready. Or Nathan, your coffee. It's too expensive. Too expensive. Um, uh, I had a woman compliment me on, on what a nice raincoat I was wearing. Says Mark, but I didn't flash it about too much. Thank you. The other side of the break. We're going to be looking at who's going to be in conversation with me this weekend. One is an actor who swapped Salford. Sydney, while the other is a TV host whose other half will be paying close attention to what they've got to say. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past six. I keep looking at Steve Dixon on Sky News. Has he had surgery or something? Or has he, has he Botoxed and fillered? Because all of a sudden he's looking very smooth. And it's sort of... I, I can't quite work it out. I, ca- I was looking at him the other week, and I mentioned it on the programme, because, you know, you see people... If you see people on the television all the time, and all of a sudden they look a little bit different, you think, what have they done? Has he had anything done? I'm not sure whether he's vain enough to have anything, you know, done like... F- I don't even know what a filler is. I'm just happily throwing something into the mix. Because I think a filler is something where, if you've got some lines, you put the filler in and it plumps them up. That's what I think it is, anyway. I might be completely wrong. He just... I don't know how old he is. How, how old do we think Steve Dixon is? Or does he... Does he have an age in show business terms? Or is he one of these people of indeterminate age? 44? Is he? Good Lord, I had him down as much younger than that. I thought he was about 28, 30. 44? Heavens above. Well, there you go. He must have had something. You can't look that good at 44, can you? He must have some lines somewhere. Perhaps when you take all his clothes off, perhaps his, his old body's lined a bit like sort of E.T. or something like that. Not that I'm suggesting we take his clothes off. I'm just curious when you say somebody... 
It's difficult to tell, isn't it? 44. Yeah. That's an old... I'm looking at an old photo. and It's very difficult to tell, isn't it? Now he's 44, is he? Heavens above. I'm going to find out more about him. I've decided... I'm now curious. I'm now curious. <laughs> I have to be curious every so often. Why not? We see these people on the television. Uh, Steve, I'm a lorry driver and I fill up at Watford Gap. A full tank from empty costs upwards of... 650 quid, and I do it... 600... How big are your tanks? My my filling up is about um, 100. 110. I was talking to somebody the other day. He said, does your car take a lot of petrol? I said, no, it doesn't take a lot of petrol. It drinks a lot of petrol. But it would do. It's a high-performance car. Right. My first guest on In Conversation this weekend is an actor who first came to our attention when he appeared on the cobbles of Weatherfield, aged 16. And uh, more than a decade and a half later, he was still at it, playing Jason Grimshaw. He's now headed down under, as you probably know. But rather than learning to cheat at cricket, he's moved to Erinsborough and joined the cast of Neighbours. And as he looked forward to his role, my guest Ryan Thomas explained why he stayed in Coronation Street longer than many of his fellow cast members. Sometimes I know why people don't stay very long, because you do get typecast and... You know, good friends of mine, you know, Saran and um, Saran Jones and, and Catherine Kelly. Um, there's, there's so many amazing acts that have come out of that show and they stayed there for like four years. Yeah. And that's a good time to stay in that show uh, if you're about to sort of progress into something else maybe without having to be that type cast character. But it's very difficult sometimes to leave that comfort blanket of something that's so, you know, for an actor, you, you, you're... you're, you're you're on a steady wage, which is unheard of, yeah. because an actor you don't know where your next wage is coming from. Um, you have uh, regularity with with with, with work, and um, it, it's especially if you have a family and children. I come from Manchester. Um, it, it just every year just kept going and going and going, and before you knew it, I was there 16 years, and I was like, where has the time gone? Yeah. And yeah. Um, and and, it, and I just felt like that was my time to go. But I think if you if you want to sort of step out and and not be recognised for that character for the rest of your life, you have to do that pretty quickly because yeah. um, once you Big once decision. you make your position in that show, it's very hard to 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 get away from it. And and I'm yeah. I'm proud of it, and and it's it's been good to me, Coronation Street. Yeah. And um, you know, I'll never forget where, you know my character and um, where I come from. Very interesting, honestly. I mean, it really is when you spend 16 years of your life in a soap that's seen by millions, and then he goes over to Australia. And he's had this storyline running. That's Ryan Thomas, who swapped the cobbles of Corrie for the sunshine of Neighbours. And we talk about their dressing room over there. I'll only say that because I, I, I got the wrong end of the stick, as you'll discover. As well as Ryan, I'll be talking to a TV presenter who's probably being ignored by her own husband right now while he listens to this programme. Uh, she first hosted ITV's This Morning back in 1993, getting the job full-time Six years later, she would end up presenting the popular chat show alongside John Leslie and then Pip Schofield until 2009. Her other half, Phil Vickery, would be paying very close attention to what my guest Fern Britton has got to say. And with the gender pay gap currently near the top of the news agenda, she told me why she thinks it still exists. When I first started in 1980 on television, you're young and you're new. Therefore, obviously, on that sliding scale of pay, you know you're not going to be getting as much as the established stars of a yes. television station. Um, and also, you see, in the 1980s, it was different. I was there not because, well, I mean, I've never been one of the, you know, 
glamour girls. Um, but I was there because I could do the job, because I loved the job and because mm. I was learning the job. And then as life went on, um, suddenly in the 90s and the 2000s, it's all about, oh, is your hair any good? What are you wearing? What shape are you? And then yeah. somebody said to me, well, that's why you're in the profession. That's your trouble. Uh, I didn't join for this. I was joining because I was learning. Yeah. And then you work with in a two-hander, as I always have done. It was also in my mind, because I'm of an age, I don't ask people what they earn. However, I've learned. I've come to feminism late mm. in life. Um, but I also hated that when I left this morning, there was... Uh, something in the newspapers which was there to discredit me, and it wasn't true, saying that I'd left because Philip was earning more than me. Mm. I would never have asked him. He may have been, but he was doing more programmes. I was perfectly happy with what I was getting. Mm. You learn to know what is your enough. Is this enough for me? Great. It's ridiculous if you're on a... If you were same capacity level of training, years in the job, and they're good at it, man and women... And woman and woman, man and man, you should be paid equally. Absolutely. And, of course, we know that, in fact, he was earning more than Holly Willoughby because they then moved her pay up. So, but, but you don't ask people. And, it, and I know it seems very odd, but Fern is absolutely right. I don't know what other... I've got a rough idea what some people earn around here. But uh, it's never bothered me in the slightest. Some people I probably earn a lot more than, and some people probably earn more than me. But I don't care. It really doesn't make any difference. But anyway, Fern is in conversation with him this weekend, along with uh, the soap actor Ryan Thomas. You can hear me talking to Ryan and Fern tomorrow morning from 6am, after the best of Steve Allen. And if you can't make it, then you get another chance on Sunday evening from 9. And you can listen to the entire thing for free by downloading the LBC Catch-Up app from the App Store on your iPhone or from Google Play on your Android device. And uh, they're really good good interviews. They're really nice. Fern and, um, and Miss, Mr Thomas as well. Actually, I discovered some more information about him after he left the studio, which I wish I could share with you, but I can't. His, uh, his girlfriend, incidentally, is Lucy Mecklenburg, which you probably know. And uh, he's, had some, he's had to do some very racy things on... Um, on neighbours, very racy things. Very racy, very, very racy things. Goodness me. Steve, some trucks can hold upwards of 1,400 litres of diesel. Says Steve, that can they really? Good heavens above. I mean, so I suppose if there's an accident, you know, there is a, there is a huge danger of the thing bursting into 1,400... Oh, blimey. It's bigger than my car. Steve, says Cheryl, Virginia Water. I think that's a nickname as well. It says, I love a proper cappuccino, preferably Costa. I don't care what it costs. I don't drink or smoke. Costs about uh, three quid a pint. People don't moan about that, and it's bad for you. A proper coffee gives you a workout. Uh, before a workout, it's very good for you and gives you more energy. I love your show. And, uh, oh, I've lost it. Where's it gone to? Where is it? Uh, wait a minute. Oh, right. Uh, but ignore those who don't. Oh, I'm not worried about silly little people. You just get stupid trolls, don't you? But don't worry, because they, they won't be writing to anybody ever again. <laughs> I like things like that. That, that uh, sort of makes me feel happy about it. How can it possibly be a valid excuse by service stations charging so much they're open 24 hours? Do we really think that they're doing this out of benevolence, not to make a profit? No. But especially when you see the people in service stations overnight, you know damn well they're not earning very much money. You know, I mean, I could, I could almost put my hand on my heart and say, I know that these people aren't earning, you know, decent money. They're earning probably money, but not decent money. And uh, it's just an excuse. Oh, we're open 24 hours. Well, years ago, 
You know, if you pulled into a filling station, somebody would come out, clean clean your windscreen. They'd do it all by hand, wouldn't they? They would do all that kind of... And you quite liked it. You don't do anything like that now. You've got to do it all yourself. All yourself. It's not good. So I, I agree. I mean, we are probably gullible, you know. I mean, if we do silly things like thinking Gemma Collins is interesting or a celebrity or that Katie Price's next marriage will last more than five minutes, says Dara. We're more foolish than we thought we were. Archie from Bristol says a fuel card is like a credit card purely for fuel payments at petrol station. Oh, well, that's right. I've seen people handing them over. The company issuing the card sends you an invoice for the money you spent on the fuel at a prearranged price. Ah, right. That's why when they go in there, people, you know, pull in in a lorry or a transit or a car or something, and they hand over this card. That presumably is the payment thing, and then you... You pay for it uh, elsewhere. There must be a charge, though, mustn't there? Otherwise, how do they make the money? Uh, 84850. Somebody says, be smart and use your AA membership card. Well, that would be lovely, but I'm not a member of the AA. So that wouldn't help very much at all, I'm afraid. Uh, And somebody says, I made my healthy hot cross buns, but the bought ones um, are much better. It was too difficult to do the crosses on the buns, so I bought some for my church for today. It's so cheap to do them. Seriously, I mean, you, you can go into and they'll do you a packet of hot cross buns or two packets for a couple of quid or something, £2.50. I mean, they, they are cheap. They are, it's, it's, hard, it's not worth the effort of turning on the oven, making them, getting... Oh, why bother? Why bother? It's like coupons, isn't it? People with coupons. Oh, dear, honestly, drive you mad. Drive you mad. Uh, that was Grace. The great thing about Easter, it gives everyone an excuse to gorge on low-quality, overpriced chocolate shaped like an egg or a rabbit. Guilt-free, says Martin. Well, there's no guilt. Well, not for me, because I'm not particularly bothered about chocolate. Um, but I, I know for some people, it, for kids it is. At this time of the morning, kids will be waking up going, I've got chocolate Easter eggs. Yes, of course you have. Because mum's been to Tesco or something and found three for a tenner. Seems like an awful lot of money, doesn't it? Because a lot of packaging. But the, kids don't worry about the packaging. We don't, uh, we don't care. Are you going to the new store opening in Kingston today? Primark are opening their new store. Looks lovely, says Brian from the outside. That's just where I go with Primark. I stay on the outside. Tidies up that bit of the street. You can probably get your socks there. No, no, no. Um, have I got yes, Is there a coupon that goes with it? Ooh, perhaps I'm a person on a lower income. I must get coupons out. I mean, as if I'm like, such daft people. I love the way that people talk for everybody else, whereas in fact they, they're caught for anybody because they don't seem to know anybody. What was the most stupid thing you did as a child? Grow up. I think, you know, we always want to be young, don't we? We'd always love to be young and stay forever young. They always say, you know, if only I knew, you know, then what I know now, I might have done things differently. In my case, I wouldn't. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 25 to 7. Ian says the hot cross buns, because he's over in Phoenix in Arizona, are a rare thing. Last year, I had to drive five miles at 8am to get a box from the one place that bakes them before they sold out. Need to get the wife cooking. Need to get the wife cooking on this one, Ian. It's ridiculous. Honestly, you shouldn't be... At your age, you shouldn't have to drive five miles at 8 o'clock in the blooming morning. Get the wife to start learning how to how to bake. Although, as we said before, it's probably cheaper to buy the blooming things. So I'm assuming you can get hot cross buns around the world. If you can get them in America, they must be... You know, do the supermarkets not do them? Is it is it not that, that kind of thing? Very odd. Very, very strange. Uh, Grace says, the only problem with the shop cross buns are they come in the plastic packaging. And uh, Greg is the one. He says, uh, letter Kenny uh, from County Donegal. I'm actually from Banbridge. Ah, well, you know Banbridge in Northern Ireland. Two and a half hours drive away. Uh, he says the rehab was caught. I won't say what the rehab is, but uh, saved my life. Good. Listen, as long as you... Listen, 
wherever you are, it doesn't matter. You can listen to the radio all the time. There might be programmes on LBC that you love, programmes that you love even more, and programmes that get you through. But the one thing that you can always guarantee is that 99.9% of the time, it'll be live conversation, okay, and speech, and sometimes you'll have an opportunity. So, because we talk about everything, we talk about everything. It can be addiction, it can be uh, drugs, it can be prostitution, it can be racism, just everything. There is nothing which is uh, which is off limits at all. And uh, happy days for George, uh, who says, I love the show. I bought an FM transmitter. Good God, how much are FM transmitters? Are they really expensive? How much are FM transmitters? Producer thinks they, they seem quite expensive. He said, so I can listen to you via the app, driving home to South Sea. No loss of reception. Happy days. Oh, he's got a little car. That, oh, it's cheap, George. I mean, you had me going there. I thought you'd bought something the size of a small room. But... Uh, Oh, we're not sure about it anyway. Uh, and uh, for Faisal, listening from Durban in South Africa, loud and clear. Hello, Faisal. And to everybody else as well. It doesn't matter where you are. I hope you're having a, a nice time. I hope you get some rest this weekend. And um, uh, did you hear Nick Ferrari's poke at your starting date at LBC? No. What did he say? It made me chuckle, says Eddie. What did he say? What did he say? Is it actionable? Actually, I know that he isn't here at the moment. I think he's uh, he's uh, he's away Sunning himself. What, my starting date? What do you mean, my start? Oh, with the date that I started at LBC. Well, I can tell you when it... Yes, but what did he say and what, what time was it? And then we can, we can retrieve it. I wonder what that was. But, I mean, well, I can tell you the start date. It was either... I have to remember, actually. I think it was the 12th of December 1979. It was either the 12th or the 17th. I have a feeling it was the 12th, because I started before UBN had closed. I was doing some... Uh, overnight news reading shifts. So that's and in 1979, which actually um, seems like a long time ago. Actually, if I actually I'll have to check with uh, Chris Lowry and, and Steve Camper. They they would remember. I can't remember exactly the date. It was it was either the 12th or the 19th, and it was overnight. I remember that, and we were in Gough Square. And uh, when I went back to UBN. The next day, everybody went, we heard you, we had you reading the news. Had you read? It was quite exciting because we hadn't sort of done things like that. And when you read the news before, uh, now we have lots of designated newsreaders, as you know, on LBC. Um, mine went out all over the country. I covered all the commercial radio stations. So I would do my independent radio news. It's three minutes past seven. And then people would know where you were. Uh, I must tell you that uh, this morning, because Nick Ferrari is not here, uh, John Stapleton bless his heart, is going to be with you for uh, for Good Friday. There's now less than a year until we leave the European Union, but Tony Blair says it isn't too late to stop Brexit. Is the former Prime Minister correct? The daughter of the Russian spy poisoned in Salisbury is said to be improving rapidly. John will get the latest on both uh, Yulia and her father Sergei Skripal's condition. Plus the NHS is campaigning to get more young people to work in it. NHS England's chief nursing officer will tell John how they aim to do it. That's all with Nick Ferrari at breakfast with John Stapleton this morning from seven here on LBC. Nice to see him back in the building. I think he's here on Monday as well. Uh, And uh, I think actually who's uh, because James O'Brien is not here next week and it's going to be Majid Nawaz who's going to be here uh, all next week for James O'Brien. I've just seen his pass out there. We've got all these new passes at the moment. It's terribly exciting. I love technology. I mean, I'm, I'm an easily pleased person. It doesn't take much to impress me. I just hope that even though there's a bit of a, a thing going on on southwestern trains that we managed to get ourselves back in one piece and, uh, and it doesn't rain, even though I have brought a hat 
Because you know what it's like when you, t- you bring a hat in, you don't really notice the rain until you take the hat off and you suddenly realize you're drenched. But uh, let's see whether the, the car polish has worked. Because in theory, the polish I've had put on the car, which costs like two arms and a leg, uh, makes the water just run off it. So the car should look nice and clean. Hope so. Although don't mind, we have a car wash down the road for me and they're all very nice in there. So the Daily Star, talking about Peter Kay, helped me cure killer disease. He still hasn't given us a reason. We just think it was something to do with the family, but we don't know what it was. That he turns down £40 million. His tour was going to gross £40 million. That's a lot of money to turn down. Lot of money. So his new bid is to uh, raise some money. Uh, also, the uh, Australian cricket cheats and the tears on the television. The moment he mentioned his parents, that's always the thing that gets you going. I have a cracking Easter and another dreary picture of Rianne Sugden and a boring person under the sun. Uh, plus, 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 what else have we got? Um, daughter of spies on the mend. You see, I'm not sure whether I think that's a good idea or a bad idea. I mean, it's a good idea she's, she's come around, but is she brain damaged? Will she remember things? You know, is she able to say, well, actually, this man came round... Because I shouldn't imagine whoever gave this stuff to them. As Putin said, if somebody was going to give you something like this, they're probably aiming that you're going to die. They're not doing it to waste time and money. Abuse of capitalism. This is the Daily Mail this morning. As speculators narrowly win the day for asset strippers, the taker of GKN will minister veto it on security grounds. And they've got uh, four people here who they say may pocket £285 million from the deal. Not surprised, they're all smiling. Everybody looks very happy. Uh, Nick Ferrari uh, said you started in the 1700s. And, uh, and then later James O'Brien said you've been here 78 years. She says they, they often mention you. They have to, Tanya. I've been here longer than God. So uh, that's why they mention me. James O'Brien secretly. I mean, so to say, if you hadn't met, if you hadn't met the wife... I'd be living in Chiswick quite comfortably at the moment. But uh, he met the wife, so there's <laughs> nothing more we could say about it. Uh, the Daily Express, look who's stripping off for cancer. It's all the usual suspects, they've all done it. And, um, as I say, Colleen Nolan's done it. It's just sort of people who want to take the clothes off. As I say, we could probably do it here. We wanted to make some money for make some noise, but uh, who the hell's going to pay to see us naked? Uh, the teacher who fell off a desk. I don't know why you'd get compensation for being an idiot. You, stand, you put a chair on a desk... And then trying to, and then you, and you wonder why you fall off. I can't get it either. Peter Kay breaks the silence to save lives. Uh, also, uh, an exclusive for the Express today. They say a thousand sex fiends up for parole. Uh, I too was very sceptical, says Archie. Uh, however, no charge for the fuel card, as fuel companies make their money by buying fuel in bulk and selling it onto the card holders at prices less than the pumps. He said, I heard you say you fill up and spend about 100 quid at normal prices. You could save £3.50 each time you fill... Oh, God, how boring. See, I couldn't care less about £3.50. I really couldn't care less. I I mean, seriously, £3.50 to me... Yes, if I was driving every day. But frankly, I would only... I don't think I've ever spent £100 filling it up because I never run the tank down that low. And I I don't drive the car every day either. So it doesn't doesn't really make too much difference. I mean, if, if I'm driving down, like tomorrow... I'm going to see my, my godchildren. I'll probably use half a tank, I would think. But then, you know, so £3... I'm not really bothered about £3.50. It really doesn't make any difference at all to me. I'd rather, I can't be doing with the hassle. Can't be doing with the hassle of it. 
84850. <laughs> Tanker driver Phil says, listen to those amateurs texting in with their 400 and 500 litre tanks. Mine's got 2,000 litres. Mind you, he says, I am a petrol tanker. And yes, I'll burn through 800 litres of diesel in a normal week, covering 1,500 to 2,000 miles. I remember years ago, uh, bouncers, you know, doorman, you know, Neanderthals, and uh, they used to have Jaguars. That was a very popular car to drive. And they had twin tanks on the bank. There were, uh, on the back of it, there were two petrol tanks. And I always thought, that must be quite nice. But uh, I don't have two petrol tanks. In fact, to be honest with you, I don't even know where the petrol tank is. I know it's on the car. I understand that bit. I'm not that stupid. But, um, but, I, but where it is, I've got no idea. Perhaps it's a, an odd shape. I only discovered where the batteries were the other day because I was in the garage to collect the car, and I discovered where they put the batteries. They're built into the side panels. It wasn't until he took the panel off, and I went, what's that in there? And there's all these switches and fuses and everything. Mind you, you know, electric cars, if something goes wrong, I could be trapped in there for days. Might never make my way out again. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. We'll fight each other on the beaches, a hundred squaddies, in a Holiday Isle rampage. And uh, they turned up on Cape Verde, after their RAF plane failed going to the Falklands. Most were Royal Engineers. Four were held, a source said. One guy was trying to find everybody. That's alcohol for you, isn't it? That is alcohol. Uh, and Kylie Minogue, her exclusive interview, which is given to everybody because she's flogging an album. They must think we fell out of trees, these people. I mean, we know. It's, it's a, last week, nothing on Kylie Minogue. Today, everything on Kylie Minogue about her boyfriend, how unlucky in love... How this and how that. Although I do like the new single, but I'm I now understand what shameless publicity is. You know, is she available? Of course she is. She's, it's the only way you get publicity. If, if she didn't do these interviews, how do you get out there? Because her publi, uh, her, her record company would have to take out huge full page adverts. You know, normally it sort of it sort of goes along with a tour or something like that. But I think there's just the album. The new single's good, but short. Short. I should Coco. Uh, end the motorway fuel rip off. This is a story that we've been doing on the programme this morning. Chris Grayling has called on the regulators to investigate the three biggest operators. Because unfortunately, you know, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? You need petrol and that's the price. It's like insurance for cars. They go, it's this much. You go, I don't want to pay that much. When you go, well, <laughs> that's what it's costing. You see the differences in insurance if you compare them. Very difficult. Daily Mirror today, family fun for free at Easter. Liam's late night out with a Cheryl lookalike. Well, it's hardly going to be a bloke, is it? I mean, obviously, if Cheryl's the type that he goes for. And uh, here she is. And uh, they say, the missus, they're not married. It's just the girl he's been out with. And uh, and he's got Babby. But he hasn't done any um, any songs on the album. Thank God for that. I mean, how boring and dull that would be. Poison Spy Daughter Talks. We're not sure what she says. And we're not sure... You know, whether or not she's now become an even bigger target than she was before. And that was the only reason that I ask about it, because I sort of think to myself, you know, if somebody tries to do something, whether or not she was on their target list, I've got no idea. I really I couldn't tell you I'm not up to speed on it. But I think to myself, if somebody tried to do something like that with this nerve agent and then all of a sudden one comes round, you're going to be thinking, oops. What does she know? Who has she seen? You know, she might be able to give them information about it. We don't know. That's why I worry about, uh, you know, her safety. Uh, Rob says, on the way to dialysis. Oh, God, what on bank holiday Friday? He says, like you, love technology. But it does cheer me up, this show. He says, if it's got a blue light on it, I'm ready to buy before I even know what it is. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Greg says, I'm a baker. If you don't like fruit in hot cross buns, you can substitute with Wilt 
Uh, sorry, with, with Wilt. With uh, white and milk chocolate chips. And uh, <clears throat> how do you make a sausage roll? Push it down a hill. Thank you. And uh, Kevin says, hot cross buns. Why would you have one for a penny? We can have two for a penny. Yes, it was hot cross buns, hot cross buns. One a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns. I can't understand that. One a penny, two a penny. Obviously go for two a penny and sell one to somebody else and you made a profit on the whole thing. But we used to have all these little nursery rhymes that went along with things. But I have seen the will... I um, can't say the word white. It comes over something completely different. The white and milk chocolate chips. And I've seen them with... Um, uh, sultanas and what else do they put in there? All sorts of little sliced ab apple and things, but it's so infinitesimal and it's so dense, isn't it? Really, so that's the only the only problem with eating them. And I have eaten them, and I'm not supposed to eat them, but you know I do it occasionally. I'm just because I'm not going back to the doctors till the 18th of April, and a Sunday is the first of April. Surprisingly, that's when I'm here in the morning from five o'clock until seven on Sunday. So you'll still be bank holidaying. You'll still be doing or not doing what uh, everybody else is doing. Front page of The Guardian this morning. They're offering outcry as GKN fails and falls to hostile takeover. Uh, also, Russia expels US diplomats as the poisoning row grows. There's going to be nobody left, is there, very shortly? There's going to be all these spies back in Russia wandering around Red Square going, what are we doing, comrade? I don't know. One minute I was in America. Now I'm back here again. The red sky flies at night. Did you meet Boris? Amazing. Amazing. Boris Johnson, that is. Uh, here he is, the picture of um, uh, Australia's cricket scandal ending in tears. Steve Smith. Oh, my, I'm sorry. I've, I've got no sympathy whatsoever. No sympathy whatsoever. I couldn't care less when you burst into tears and sit there and cry. And I'm normally susceptible to stuff like that. But uh, I'm sorry, the cheating scat. He didn't actually do it, though, did he? But he was, he was aware of it. And the coach, who apparently wasn't even anything to do it, cried as well. Those Australians, honestly, they're just... Ooh, ooh. That was Darren uh, Lehman, who is, who's quitting. But, uh, I mean, it, the trouble is, when you realise the enormity of it, it's huge. It's huge. You know, I mean, we can't... We'll never trust you again. Never trust you again. That's the trouble. It's only a short ban, isn't it? It's not exactly going to change. It just gets a year off. Uh, the Pope has put hell in doubt. He was doing uh, Chris and Mass yesterday. He said sinners were not punished, but simply disappeared, according to the Italian press. Well, they do in Italy, don't they? So much corruption over there. So much corruption. Hopes rise as Poison Spice Daughter is taken off the critical list. Somebody somewhere will be going, you didn't do a very good job with that one, Sergei, did you? And all of a sudden, they're going to have to protect her like there's no tomorrow. We don't know. She might sing like a canary. That's what they don't know. Ministers waste tens of millions on... Pledges, say the Times, and uh, find your perfect home. Plus the greatest TV quiz shows. God, I can think of how many TV quiz shows have we got uh, in, I can't find Times 2, but uh, I'd be, f good Lord. And, um, cool. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, the greatest quiz shows. Well, we always remember the, the cheating major, don't we? Old Charles Ingram, the old corrupt little so-and-so. Dreadful. And, um... The recreation of the quiz by James Graham. Uh, quiz is at the Noel Coward Theatre. It's quite good. I, I quite like this. The playwright, James Graham, explains how his love of quizzes had led him to write a play about the coughing major. I mean, that really... I mean, he was just an old crook, wasn't he? Where is he now? Hopefully nowhere. And uh, who was the first million-pound winner? That was uh, Judith, wasn't it? She won And she happened to know that last question. I mean, it was unbelievable. And so they've actually got... Uh, 
you know, some, some of the best quiz questions and you can try them out on your friends. And, and then they're stuck around eggheads. We still like... Who was the one that we loved on that? What was the little old woman called? Can't remember her name at the moment. It, 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 MI5. And they go, no, dear, it's not. Daphne. Daphne was the one who we loved. I mean, she knew the answer to everything. Seriously, this old lady would appear on the television and, and she would say, and, and I used to sit there thinking, how could she know these answers? How is this possible? And, then, and she knew everything. They, they'd then have a question on pop music. And she, well, I think Twisted Sister. Can, what? How do you know this? Because she was clever. Because she was clever. I quite liked it, actually, but there's never any chance of anybody beating the eggheads because they were a right rum bunch, weren't they? Uh, finally, The Telegraph uh, this morning. 63 violent criminals paroled like war boys. Also, Australia's fallen idol, daughter of Russian uh, poison spite, talking. That's the same. I don't know what she's saying. Could be anything. Uh, Good Friday is the new Black Friday. Well, it's, it's always been called Black Friday, actually. The shops cut prices back to 70% at Easter. Lovely. Uh, Cambridge exams can be shortened amid strike chaos and cyclists riding into trouble in the Dales. This is the story of amateur cyclists. I don't want to point the finger accusingly, but uh, visiting the Yorkshire Dales are being warned that they could be putting their lives at risk. New figures reveal the number of cyclists killed or seriously injured has risen sharply following the popularity of the Tour de France. The opening stage was hosted in the region in 2014. So now you know... Anyway, that's just about it for this morning. So, um, so what, what can I tell you? Oh, very quickly, actually, some more of your texts and emails. Uh, Steve, remember when everything was closed? Good Friday and just horse racing. Not a bad thing. Everybody having a rest, says Jill. And uh, Jamie says, Charles Ingram was my old officer commander. He's an absolute fruit. Yeah, absolute fruit. His wife was a bit odd. She turned up with little... She turned up on the farm, didn't she? I remember that. Jeff Brazier lying in front of her in his pants. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, woken up thinking it was Saturday, listening to the best of, and then you gave a time check. So I'm going to try Phil Vickery's recipe for bacon and marmalade hot cross buns, says Neil. It'll work, of course. Big hello for LSI boys working all weekend and Monday. Love your show, says Harvey. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to all of you for joining us. Those who are going away on holiday are probably sort of sitting there in a traffic jam going, I told you we should have left earlier. I'm going to go to the toilet. Shut up. We're nearly at the airport. Oh, God, are we... Oh, God, where's Martin? We've now lost Martin. Oh, we'll have to go back home alone. Uh, make sure you download the LBC app. You can go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. As it's Good Friday, no podcast for you today, the free one. Uh, my little bit extra returns on Tuesday after the Easter break, but you can, you can download this bit. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on Catch Up. It's very simple. I'll be back with you uh, tomorrow morning. Between, I'll uh, hear, I'm going to teeth right now, between five and six, and then six to seven, and then back with you on Sunday morning as well. At ten o'clock this morning, it's uh, Majid Nawaz. But right now, with breakfast, it's John Stapleton. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday, and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.